Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yo, it's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void. Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice. Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between. Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back. Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat. No need to double check, these are all facts. You're listening to what's talk raps. You're listening to what's talk raps. Will Phil and Reg, yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk raps. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk raps. Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, salutations, whatever it is in your neck of the world. This is Grapsody. I'm Phil Lindsay. Of course, I am ju- I am here with another beanie-wearing black man with dreads. Righteous Reg, what's going on? It's the gang. It's your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, Righteous Reg. Beanie Boys are in the building. Philip Lindsay, it's Saturday morning. It's raining outside. I hope to not cough through this whole thing. But I'm feeling good other than that. It's been a very interesting week. 
a lot of developments, a lot of news, a lot of everything. Feels good to be here. How's your week going so far, my brother? Um, we got the first kind of big snowstorm of the year. Oh, it hit. And we did get some snow. We got some more snow last night, uh, which hasn't been that bad. It's not really that cold. It's supposed to get like sub-zero uh, this week. Hell no. Nah. Next week, sorry. Um, not a Mortal Kombat character. It's crazy out here. Yeah, it's supposed to get uh, like <laughs> to like up to like 30 below or something crazy. Uh, like I don't know um, nothing about that. But, you know. It is what it is. Chicago weather. I'm used to. Uh, I'm used to the cold at this point. I've lived right. here my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've got a playoff coming up uh, for football, if that's what you're into. Um, yeah, we also got. Uh, for some reason, I got slid into some some nonsense with Sean. That was just kind of looking like, what does it got to do with me? I'm not. What? I'm not a scoops guy. What? Why are you, I saw my face me? on the timeline. I'm like, why is my face on the timeline right now? What is this? Yeah, I, I seen I seen I seen the tweet and I seen the account it was from and I was just like, no, not today, Satan. Please, not, not today. today. I, yeah, listen. Why are we in this? Why am I in this, Nene Leaks? Nah, nah. It was funny because uh, you know, of course, people take things out of context, and you know, if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. I Easy. Mean, the, you said the, it many the, times on this spot. The the thing that that was in the clip that I was wrong about. Um, I came on the very next episode and said I was wrong. Yeah. Didn't get that part, though. That wasn't in the clip. No, context don't matter. Yeah. Just, but that's why we don't pay attention to those accounts. No. It's nasty. Y'all stay, y'all stay over there, man. Nasty work going on outside, man. Like, just like I said earlier, the people who say that others need to go outside also need to go outside. It's crazy outside. Like, just put it down. Put it all down. Hey, man, look, man. Hey, man, if you want us to shoot you a few bucks so you can do some edits and, and put put some clips up for, uh, for us and pro- promote our podcast, I'll throw you some I'll throw you some ends if you yeah, want. Yeah, that's what this what? is about. You want to promote your boys, like, we'll collaborate on this. Hey, man, just 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 send me a DM, man. I, I'll, you know, we can negotiate this. But uh, other than that, you stay the fuck over there. I ain't got no and leave me the fuck out of this. I don't care about this. <laughs> leave me out of your goofy Twitter beast, man. I don't want nothing to do with that. Trash. Trash. Trash uh, all around. The other thing that I kept seeing, uh, people sending me, um, <laughs> um, people kept sending me the uh, Jerry Krause thing, and I'm just like, I saw it, Ooh. guys. Um, of course, I saw it. Um, Oof. And it it was a uh, not a great moment. Uh, for context, um, if people did not watch, um, uh, yesterday Chicago Bulls had the Ring of Honor ceremony. ROH. Uh, irony. Uh, <laughs> the Ring of Honor ceremony. And they, uh, for you know, had a bunch of people there that had to do with, like, the greatest basketball team of all time. Um, and they celebrated them. Celebrated guys like Ku Coach, um, of course, the GOAT, Michael Jordan, uh, Scottie Pippen, two guys yep. were not in the building. Uh, Phil Jackson. Uh, Phil Jackson was there. Got a standing ovation. It was cool to see Phil in the building. Um, haven't seen him in the United Center in a long time. Um, and like I said, guys, very well-deserved uh, standing ovation. Uh, the big black eye on this entire ceremony, though, was uh, uh, Jerry Krause got his video package. And the crowd uh, unceremoniously booed this man. Mm-hmm. And then it cut back to his wife, Thelma Krause, uh, sitting there in tears and just, like, completely shocked that this was happening. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it just it just was very very distasteful, man. It was it was a bad look, man. Um, and don't get me wrong, I couldn't stand Jerry Krause by then. I was ready for him to go. Um, I will never forget his last day here, 
and he was sitting in the stands, and for some reason they were playing the music for Jurassic Park as they, were like, <laughs> <laughs> as they were talking about this guy retiring. I'm like, why are they playing this like music that makes me think of dinosaurs? But all right. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I look, man. I I'm not not the biggest Krause fan, but he's dead, guys. He's he's no longer with us. Um, his family that was in attendance to celebrate his achievements with this team. They didn't deserve that. They, How they crazy is that? that his wife is there. His widow yeah. wife that's sad just saw a video of her husband, and you guys yeah, are you got, booing. You got all these emotions going through your head, probably because because your husband is not here, and then you're getting then he's getting booed. It just it was a bad look, man. It was a real, real bad look. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "Damn, it's uh it's forever for some people, and that needs to not be the thing. Not in this case. Like, there's a time and a place, and this was not a time and a place." Yeah, no. I saw that Jordan and Pippen weren't there, and I was like, "Yeah, because it's probably on site for Jordan for Pippen if it was me." Like that's all I'm saying. Yeah, Jordan. Um, Jordan uh, had his video that played that he he uh, talked about how much he appreciated the fans, how much he loved Chicago. Um, but that was it. Um, yeah, that was awful. It was awful to see that. Um, and for something that was supposed to celebrate the team, I just right. thought that that was very unnecessary. Again, not the biggest Kraus guy, but. Uh, Kraus was instrumental in putting this team together. He also was instrumental in breaking it up and mm. a, about a decade of irrelevance that came afterwards. But yeah. again, he's he's no longer here. That stuff doesn't matter anymore. Mm-mm. It all happened. There's nothing's going to change. And boo- what does booing do at this point? He's dead. Nothing. He's he's no longer here, man. And I felt like, uh, you know, very karmically, the Bulls had to lead at halftime when this happened. And then they went on to lose. Um, mm. You guys in the building kind of deserved that loss. Mm. Mm, mm. hard tough pill to swallow right there man unfortunate it's just like again time and a place man it feels like especially as wrestling observers and people like that like we know that i've seen situations of time and a place i just recently they somebody posted a clip of they were doing a 10 count for eddie guerrero at a czw show and some guys just like nah i don't want to hear that he's like yelling during the 10 bell count and uh, Eddie Kingston, like, runs out and talks shit to him. But it's like, I've seen situations of, like, time and a place, dude. Like, what are you – what is going on here? Like, what does that do for you? Like, you're a freak. I guess that maybe saturates your brain. But you guys got to chill. Yeah. It's it's basketball. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I have very um... – He took you out to the glory, though, right? Yeah, I mean, he was the first guy that he, – he, he, he made this team relevant. Um, mm-hmm. Now, again – he is uh, a big part of why the team broke up and a big part of okay. why we could not have a good team again after that. But Sounds like Eric Bischoff. We still had we still had six championships out of this. We still had a bunch of good years out of this. Um I don't think he I don't think he deserves to get booed in death. Um now maybe if he was still here, I would have laughed uh, very hard <laughs> if he got booed, but he's just not here. It just doesn't matter, man. <laughs> so it would have been funny in a different circumstance. Uh, I still don't think it would have been. I still don't think it would have been the most tasteful thing to do if he was here. But I probably would have laughed if he was here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's not yeah. here. It don't matter. Spade a spade. Man, man. He's, 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 it's gone. It's over with, man. Like the guy's gone. Yeah, but that. I mean, that's still cool that they did that ceremony. C- calling it the Ring of Honor, I thought was super funny too. Like all the everything is kind of funny surrounding. That's awful. But like Jordan and Pippen not being there, being called Ring of Honor, people being wild. It's like it's kind of Chicago though, ain't it? Yeah, um, hey man, Chicagoans are very loyal. And, exactly. Um, when 
Uh, <laughs> they are. They don't like you. They will never let you forget it. Mm-mm. So that is what it is. I also, you know, you know, of course, rest in peace to Jerry Krause. Um, hopefully his family and friends are doing well today. That did seem like a pretty uh, awkward thing to sit through. And I have, I've had to sit through this morning uh, tons of people from the sports community uh, tweeting or saying things like, do better Chicago, do better Chicago fans. I'm like, what did I do? I'm, I was home. <laughs> <laughs> just cast it over all of y'all now at this you're point. Gonna, you're just going to say it was all of us. I was at home. I ain't did mm-hmm. nothing. I ain't Buddhist, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that usually happens, though, and uh, it's kind of understandable. But that's like, you got to think of how, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's sometimes if it's the beef till the end of time, like, I understand. And you can't control what the fans are going to do also. Like, some fans are just going to they, – they, they don't care that you're doing a ceremony. They don't care about none of that. They can't watch the game today, and they don't like that fool. Nah. Um, nah. And it's, it's understandable why some people still don't like it. No, I would just say that. Um, it's very understandable. Um, but it don't matter no more, man. It don't. Chicago. Y'all are some good people. I- I'm enjoying it. I'm into it. Uh, what else was going on this week besides, uh, before we get into wrestling, there's been a lot of beef on the timeline in sports media. Somebody was asking us to talk about Stephen A. Smith, and I was like, sounds good to me. Um, I love... <laughs> I saw a video of Shaq yesterday. He was talking about a, a, a center was going to press charges on Draymond. I forget what the center was. And then he goes, I'm about to have a Cat Williams moment. I was like, oh, is this is what we're getting into now? I'm no. Come on, <laughs> Phil. I don't want this. I don't want this already. I already don't want this. But the Stephen A. Smith one, I think, was needed and on time, especially with how Jason Whitlock has been moving through these streets. Like, Nasty dude. He's need to, needed to been checked on a high level and i you know i respect this um i'm of two minds about it i thought it was entertaining that i think it was funny yes um not the biggest Stephen a fan yeah. uh, but whitlock is hot the trash worst. like yeah i i can totally understand that but i also feel like uh at this point whitlock is low-hanging fl- fruit like he is also he, he sucks like i mean i think most people at this point know he sucks um mm. but I, I did feel like uh after the the cat interview and after you saw what Shannon did numbers-wise, he was like, well, I got some beef. I can hear some beef. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so he went out and got him some numbers. Hey, man, more power to him. But uh, it was entertaining. I seen I seen it, and I seen he was in there doing this little supervillain voice. I was like, oh, he's in heaven, man. He's loving this. He's been, he's been waiting to get this off. This is so funny. But like I said, I don't want this to become a Cat Williams shoot interview thing for everybody. There's some people that I want to hear them get stuff off, but I don't want it to just become everybody's trying to go viral. I know that sounds crazy because that's exactly what's going to happen, but I just don't want it. Yeah, I know y'all just y'all just waiting for your boy to come in here and do the the, the, the Stephen A. villain voice. <laughs> know who you are. I'm not going to say you by name. <laughs> Box-headed bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be me. Won't be me, buddy. No, no, Won't not this lifetime. I said that, man. I'm not on that time. I mean, people be trying to push us to the edge. All my friends nah, are dead. People definitely be trying to drag us into stuff. Like I said with that clip, and I'm just like, ah, leave me alone, man. I, I, that's not getting me out of bed. I, but why? We over here just kicking it. I just do not understand it. Leave me alone. <clears throat> It's silly. Uh, the homie also was like, uh, address 
Oh, talk about the Keith Lee situation. And it, it's it's uh, very close to home. I think it's close as home as the situation that you could get. Keith Lee, of course, uh, put out a thing a couple of weeks ago saying he was going to be in the Bay Area. <clears throat> and I knew what time it is when he was going to come. See, I live here, Phil. So, like, the situations, it's where we are as a, na- a nation in general. It feels like the shit's dire. So, like, the things that he was complaining about are legit normal to me at this point. Like the old building that I lived in front of that I lived in, there was a homeless person that lived in front of it. And he was like the homie, like it, like it's homeless people are like the neighbors over here at this point and part of the community. And it's Oakland. It's wild. People are going up. They're breaking in the car. So that he had, he was afraid to come in general before he had even got here people had convinced him that he was going to get robbed as soon as he came in here and he has like his family his kids and stuff so he had already had this in his brain of like it's going to be crazy out here and then you get here and there's homeless people there's people doing drugs there's shit on the street there's like it's it's bad outside and i understand where he was coming from people have misconstrued his words surprise surprise he didn't say this is a terrible place. I'm not reviewing it because it's the worst place ever. He was saying it's crazy out here. People are people are doing whatever they can to survive. It's not the time for me to come and do a food blog and try to blah, blah, blah. When the situation is way bigger than me trying to come on and put on for some some mom and pop stores, which I understand because it's like one, I knew him coming here. The spots that are there's not a lot of spots that are like that the mom and pop spots are popping because people that's just how they move out here like they're gonna go to a mom and pop space before they go to some mainstream shit just because that's bay area culture and i knew that the spots he really was gonna come and get that off they're already popping and that's exactly what he said he said i went to a bunch of places that already had lines and all this like the places that people were sending them to they're already going off so it was like there was all these things against us coming and then he comes and sees the turmoil and he's like i'm out of (laughs) here Yeah, I, I I can picture him just like riding into town and just run a car, and he's like, man, about to get some food, about to get some eats, and then he he opens his car door and gets out and he's walking around and all of a sudden like Stevie Wonder, Living for the City comes on, and he's seeing like all this stuff going on. He's like, oh no, man, I don't think I could do this, man. I think we gotta get out of here. <laughs> a little bit crazier out here, Phil. Though it's wild though because he's done reviews of like he's been in Chicago and. What do people say about Chicago? Chicago's this, Chicago's that. They didn't run him out of the damn city. He was no, in Atlanta. We, we get, he's been we in get these... a bad rap, man. Exactly. He's been in New Orleans. He's been in all these places that people consider to be wild, but they did not run him out of the city. We He left, Phil. He was like, I'm gone. I can't. I can't do this. He was in uh, San Francisco and Oakland, like the main places. So it's like, man, if, if he was in Chicago and he had a good time and ate some good chicken and didn't get ran out of the city and he came over here and they almost killed him, put him in the hospital with this allergy. It's like, yo, it's crazy outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think he said anything that was terrible. I think he's still no. just trying to be a positive guy. I think he's, right. he hasn't said anything that is out of pocket about anybody. He, no. he always seems to be even killed about most of this stuff. So I don't really understand why people are getting so upset about him, but that's the internet. People, yeah. people get upset about anything. People create their narratives no matter what. And if absolutely people change them or aren't even going by that, they don't care. Absolutely. Like, what's Keith Lee doing to get hate at all? And people are finding, oh, this guy, blah, blah. I'm like, what is wrong with people? Like, how could you? Someone's just 
uh, his point is just do good. And people are like, well, what about this? Or what about this? Or what about you going to therapy, you damn freak? Why are you putting this on all these people? <laughs> people are sick, man. Yeah, it's it's too much. Man. <laughs> um, it's too much. Um, yeah, we had a we had a lot of uh, uh, journalists, internet beef, um, and I was just like, guys, it's okay, man. What are they Sorry, fighting man. for? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Right? Numbers. Yeah. We had the the the. Or, uh, I'm going to WrestleMania discourse, and I was just like, guys, <sighs> it's not this serious, man. Who cares? You're not gonna make a graphic with you. Let me stop. <laughs> No nah, man, um, I should just go ahead and make like the 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 party uh, flyers with like uh, and put it out tomorrow with like Martin Luther King on it. Royal <laughs> Rumble. I'm announcing today, guys. I am going to Royal Rumble. <laughs> the Chicago Phils are going back Bro, to Royal Rumble. <laughs> you side by side with MLK on a flyer. <laughs> Yo. Every year on MLK Day, when they put out those party flyers and they'll have like MLK on them, just like guys, stop doing it, man. Stop it. MLK next to a big booty girl. I'm like, yo, what are? Yo, and as a patron, out, I'm like, yo, what are we doing here? No, I just got an email. It was a, uh, it had like MLK next to like a weed advertisement. I was like, maybe we should. Like, no, I know what the let, weekend is. That, I know what's going on here. Like, I know what on Monday people are off, but like, there has to be a line here. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, why do what? What did that become popular culture of being like it's MLK Day, come and get shots, and then they have like AI MLK with like a haircut and earrings. Yeah, yeah, nah, (laughs) it's it's bad. Stop doing that, please. Graphic designers, man, like please stop doing that. MLK did not die for this, big bro. He didn't. He did not. I don't believe it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's been uh, it's pretty interesting. Shout out to uh, MLK. It is MLK weekend. Um. I'm going to have to go outside in Oakland because I know something, some kind of march or something cool can't is going to be going on. Celebrate. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't celebrate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, nah, we can look forward to the usual uh, WWE uh, MLK uh, montage. And then, they'll, you know, they'll like show some black wrestlers and then cut to some black people in the audience. And that'll be the only thing we see from them and MLK this week. At least put a black wrestler over, man. Damn, come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Speaking of black wrestlers, what a scary, scary, scary moment last night with Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller. I mean, and Austin yeah, Theory. Yeah. Uh, okay. That uh, misfortune timed low main pain as Air Fox hits, and they, it was a disaster wipeout. Hopefully, both of those guys are good. That looks really scary. I'm with this new trend of. Something wild happens in the wrestling ring and they immediately stop it. Like, we don't need yeah. to be no, continuing matches with guys and girls and people uh, in blurry states. Like, just stop this shit. It's fine. It's a wrestling TV show. We can move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't have to do that. Also, shout out to Black G's. Glad he's okay. Oh, um, my God. Terrible, that was a terrible news to see. Uh, Yo. Glad he's okay. That could have easily went much, much worse. So. Shout out to Black Cheese. Hopefully he's doing better. You know when you see these headlines on the internet and you're like, man, I hope sometimes it's exaggerated. You see like NWA star shot and you're like, what? <laughs> what, man? I hope like, I hope this was some kind of wild clickbait. And then you go on there and you're like, oh, it's not clickbait. It's a wild story of, if you guys haven't heard, they said that Cheese was, I think there's an NWA show or something happened. He's about to return to NWA 
because he had a cancer scare recently. He had, uh, there was a lot going on in this thing, but he's returning back to NWA, driving in a car. Four dudes tried to carjack the homie yeah. and he had a strap on him. They had a strap on him. He ended up getting shot in like the hip or something, but him having the strap essentially saved his life, it sounds like. Um, but yeah, G's quick recovery. That's scary. I just can't believe these crazy situations that happen, man. Yeah, uh, very scary. Um, glad he's glad he's still with us. Um, man, hope he's doing better. It's wild outside. Let's get into a couple of super chats before we move forward because we only have a couple. Chi-Town Spurs says, I'm not going outside. It's like negative five today. Like, see, negatives? What is that even? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Negative? It's, it's cold. It's what do you cold, do, man, Phil? Just stay inside like Chi Town Spurs does? Or you um, layer up, man. Put scarf and stuff on. Mm. Uh, homie Chi Town Spurs also says they booed the wrong Jerry. Who's another Jerry? Which Jerry am I missing? Mm. Oh, Reinsdorf. I'm um, sorry. Uh, mm. Yeah, Reinsdorf sucks as well. Mm. <laughs> sorry. It took me uh, a minute. Van Twinblay says, on to some more Chicago homies. Ali versus Gringo Humped. Uh, Glory Pro Anniversary 6 has Alex Shelley on as guest. And after that, the Road Warrior Cup has been announced. A back-to-back -back night, uh, two-night event. That sounds dope. Uh, please tell me more about that, Van Twinblay. Yeah, I watched the uh, GCW show last night. Really fun show, you guys. Uh, I hadn't watched a GCW show in a minute just because life moves fast time and all the things but uh just definitely a mix of gcw the classic stuff you would uh hope to see there was a lot of cancellations on the show there was supposed to be a leo rush and jonathan gresham match on the show but jonathan gresham was one of three to five wrestlers that couldn't make uh, their flights because the weather is weather. insane yeah for for everybody so a bunch of wrestlers couldn't make it they replaced jonathan gresham with nick wayne though so there was a really dope Leo Rush versus Nick Wayne match. First time ever, I think. Nick Wayne has this, man, since he's been with Christian, seeing him on the indies now, he feels like a big star. Like, he comes out, he has different confidence. Like, he's playing the little hill role. Like, he's a year, not even a year ago, he was on the indies, and he looks way different, way more improved, way more yeah. veteran instincts. It's like, man, just being next to, to legends and people you can sponge off of can help tremendously. And I think it did right here for, for – uh, Nick Wayne and Leo Rush looks great, man. He's so quick. Like there's fast rushes, there's quick rushes, there's all the. This guy's so quick. He moves so quickly. He, uh, the way that he gets in and out and evades and does spots is like second to none. Like we talked about in our interview, nobody moves like Leo Rush. Nobody does yeah. it like he does. And these two young guys together, I thought was tremendous. Great match. But yeah, the I think the meat and potatoes of the show was the main event. Uh, the homeboy Mustafa Ali return to the indies taking on gringo loco gringo loco you know if you've seen ring of honor or AEW recently he's been on there but in chicago gringo loco is one of those guys one of yeah. the best uh on the scene for sure and these two guys had a great match ali came out new music he has like an entourage there's a guy with the flag he has like the uh the secret service type ali for <laughs> 2024 president looked great looked tremendous looked exactly like he should looks like he's gonna take over 2024 and gringo loco is just the base god he made ali look amazing then afterwards ali told a story of he wasn't initially in the cruiserweight classic and his um 
his trainer had told him that he was like there was some kind of miscommunication or something and then he wasn't and then this trainer was he was like what am i going to do this trainer was like well train with gringo loco and then just go to the show anyways and so essentially he trained with gringo went to the show anyways and then he got on and you know the rest is history so he essentially credited his whole wwe run his career to gringo loco so to go from that to this match i think is really really amazing yeah uh really love how he has not been just showing up places and wrestling he has also come afterwards and, and said some really really inspirational stuff yep. um the stuff he said after his match um in paris i think that was i think yep. it, was, it was in france or paris um mm-hmm. and and then the stuff here is just like this guy, I'm telling you, could be a top guy of a company, man. I, I, I don't, Facts. I don't know how they missed on him with WWE, but I hope that he shows people in this run that you know you guys are missing out on me. You guys have to invest in me. Yeah, nah. When I the exactly same thing I said about Nick Wayne. Now this guy Ali looked like a huge star. Feel like the presence, just his confidence. I'm like, oh, he's about to be like he could be world champion tomorrow with the confidence that he has. If I was AEW, I'd send all the money in the world to the homie because I think he'd be a big star over there. Impact is announcing a big signing tonight. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's not him. Like, this is – he's going to be one to reckon with in 2024. Super excited about it because he looks great. And I think, like, the message that he always just kind of carries around is very important these days. Uh, Orionman666 says, hot chocolate, watch Grapsity, vote Ali. (laughs) Correct, correct, correct. Uh, Stephen Marcusili says, a few Rumble surprise entrants you guys like to see? Um, I mean, after X-Pac put that tweet out there, I kind of want to see X-Pac pop What's up. up? Pac? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know you're saying I'm not going to be there, but like now I want you to be there, big dog. Yeah, I, I like to see X-Pac pop up. Um, I'm trying to think, like, surprises in the Rumble. Um. We got a lot of the surprises that uh, you would expect in the women's rumble. A lot of women have come back at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Jazz has still not been in the rumble, which I don't understand. Uh, I am again here to tell you that Jazz should be a Hall of Famer. Yep. Um, but Jazz. It seems like every year they bring back three or four women in the the in the women's rumble that are like huge surprises or people that haven't been around for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming the big one this year is going to be Trinity. I think that's where Trinity yeah. turn is going to be. Um, I, obviously, I think we're probably going to see Jay Cargill. Mm-hmm. It's not really a surprise. No. Um, I was thinking maybe we potentially would see Mickey James, but I just saw that new deal that she got with Ohio Valley Wrestling. Shout out to Mickey James. Shout out to them for you know getting such a great veteran wrestler over there. One of those that I don't think we'll ever see, but I would love to see it one day is uh, Gail Kim. Not going to happen, but I would love to see Gail Kim. She put out a little quote to be like, I don't think so either. either. (laughs) Uh, But I would love to see it. Um, Yeah, I can't even think of like a surprise one over on the women's side because they've had so many surprises at this point. I think honestly on both sides, it feels like it, they don't focus on big surprises in the Royal Rumble anymore. They kind of, which is a good thing, I think. They kind of gotten just down to who do we realistically think is going to win this? Like the surprise nobody ever realistically thinks a lot of the surprises are gonna win the rumble. And yeah. so them just sticking to the core of who people have been killing it the whole year that like yeah. realistically are gonna win this thing, I think it's pretty good. I mean, not a not a punk by punk is back. I feel like this is the year to pull off the AJ surprise. 
Mm. I don't I, I don't know if I believe we're going to get that, but it would be really cool to see her. That's probably the one, I think, in in terms of like right here on the surface that we can get to. Bailey wants it really bad. She put out a quote earlier saying that she would let her throw her out if she was in there pretty much. Yeah, I think AJ, you know, recently training for the Hills show, a part of WOW. I think that's a pretty big one. All the young women wrestlers coming up in WWE and in NXT are just like, AJ Lee brought me here. I love AJ Lee. So I think that one would be huge for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, on the men's side, um, hmm. there's somebody. Hmm. It's in Philly. Sorry, not in Philly. It's in Florida. Uh, man. Florida is in his hometown. I would love it if Biggie showed up, but I don't think mm. Biggie would be a big win. Um, man, you think he's gonna come back ever? Uh, it seems like he's pretty content, uh, right? That's how I feel. That makes me think that he knows that he's probably done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope that he gets a chance to wrestle again, even if it's just like one last match or something. Um, yeah, but yeah, in Florida. I think that if he was if he was cleared and ready, that would be the place to use him. Yeah, um, in his hometown, uh, uh, maybe Andrade. I don't know when Andrade ah, okay. is cleared to go. Um, I don't mm. know because he's just he, he's just out of his contract. He right, his contract is just over, so he can he can go anywhere he wants. So mm-hmm. um, Andrade, maybe maybe they'll wait till the Rumble for him. Like um, this year, I kind of feel like. You don't need it. You got Punk. You got Cody. You you know what I mean? Gunther. Like, there's a lot of, like, thing you got. You got it here presented for you already. Like, I can't even think of someone that's gonna, yeah. You know, I, I think the Andrade one makes a lot of sense. I would really yeah. like the idea if, like, you've got like, uh, Legato's um, faction with like mm-hmm. Humberto and Garza, and they're like throwing people out, and they throw most of the LWO guys out. And he thinks he's won. He's like, yeah. And then Selena comes to the top of the ramp. It was like, I got one more person. Then it hits, don't, 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 see that. Almost. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, th- I, I couldn't find any reason why he wouldn't be in the Royal Rumble match at this point. It'd be int- yeah. it'd be more surprising if he wasn't, I think, at this point. Yeah, I think he's I think he's probably a shoe in at this point. At this point, I'd be really, really surprised if he's not in it. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty fun. Uh oh, Van Twin Blade says also says DMG the graphic on Insta Reg. I'll definitely check that out because that sounds fun. But you're gonna be in uh Tampa, right? For the Red Rumble Winger. How long are you gonna be out there? Because I know they're having that. What is it? The Battle Rumble? What is it called? Battle Rumble. I think that's Rumble. Friday. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be there for that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think because I get there Thursday night. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think it's Friday, and then the Rumble itself is on Saturday. Nice. We're going to have to figure something out for the pod. Are you going to pod from there? Uh, I'll probably just pod from there. Okay. For sure. Uh, That's all of our Super Chats for now. I appreciate everybody for submitting Super Chats. Y'all are cool. Y'all are great. Y'all are amazing. What a good time to exist. The Royal Rumble. Phil's going to put up his I'm going to Royal Rumble graphic after the pod comes out. Yeah. Uh, Don't (laughs) wish this on on us, Orion. Death Rebel, do not ruin the Friday's theme. Just let him use his NXT theme. They're not don't, going to. Do not create another theme for this guy. Please, please don't do it. They're going to. I know they are. Just God, come on, man. 
Don't don't. Who has kept theirs from that time? Kevin Owens. Kevin Sammy. Sammy got his back. Um, that's kind of it. Shinsuke. Uh, most of the other ones are gone. Yeah, Shinsuke. Um, but I saw, I heard the new DIY thing, Johnny. I'm like, oh, this is. <laughs> I don't want not good, buddy. <laughs> I would think at this point they would have more than one group that they go to for the music. Like I understand how it, how wrestling works, but like in all the companies, I'd be like, there'd be like a a little, you know, at least five staff of people that could be cranking out tunes. But I understand with money and stuff how it's easier to just have one group or person producing the stuff. Yeah, uh, Matt. The Rumble is at Tropicana Field in mm. St. Petersburg. They keep saying Tampa, but it's not technically a Tampa since Tampa. Let's see. Get into some Humper Chats. Got Humper Chats from Tony P. Said, I thought TK was going to win Petty of the Week, but for some reason, I want to give it to those weird. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap. Play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Weird, sad-ass geeks who are pissed about Sting picking the Bucks for his last match. I can't decide, so we're going to do something special. You two pick the winner. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it has to be the Chicago fans booing Krause, man. Like, they're, they're, yeah, That's definitely. about the pettiest thing that's this week. That's petty of the week by far. <laughs> can't beat that. Yeah. That dude's widow? Yeah, no, okay, yeah. you got it. Uh, see, Thursday night, he says, was a bloodbath. Uh, New York made it interesting to the end, though. Uh, you know a team getting their ass kicked when they leave the game to a less, <laughs> less worse blowout. Also, I f- fully believe now Portland fans wish the team would have taken the MIA trade now. Yeah, uh, Portland's had a rough year. Um, they've had Definitely. some injuries. Um, 
Yeah, been a tough year. Tough year for Memphis Grizzly fans as well. They mm. keep getting injuries as well. Damn. Um, is what it is. Uh, more from Tony P says. Uh, think he means we we've been the most injured without jimmy mostly and still in and still in the thick of it we also can go toe-to-toe with a lot of good teams better than last year by the way phil what is your team's fan problem usually ride <laughs> or die but last night is there some expectation uh troop beat you have for wrestling uh that was created because of WWE that you know isn't a must having have an effective or and great wrestling match story, but uh, it's so baked in that you have to overcome it at times when analyzing shows. Um, what is a trope that WWE has beat into wrestling? Um, I have a million. You know, I never thought about it until Collision started doing it, but. I'm not the biggest fan of theme music playing when somebody comes out for a run-in. I don't think you need it. I, I understand why it became a thing with WWE because of of Austin, and you got to do the breaking the glass for Austin. The glass. Um, but some people, I I just think it kind of seems silly. It's like I'm running in, I'm running through Gorilla. Play my music. I'm running out. <laughs> um, it just kind of doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, if I'm, you really break it down, it's silly. It's like yeah, it's yeah. A, it's play my song. Silly. Play my song. <laughs> play my song. I'm running out. Um, <laughs> Uh, things that are baked. Well, I mean, it's not just a WWE thing. This has been done to death in wrestling. Um, but just like the 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 patriotic pandering, it's just not. Oh God, that's um, yeah. It's not. It's not even a WWE thing. That's just a no. Nah, it's it's a big uh, wrestling thing. But I think because wrestling is is what it is, and WWE is the biggest stage in town. We see it more there, and mm-hmm. I don't need it, man. The the, the whole foreign heel uh, demo and then the worst. I mean, because I, I think they hammed it up the most when Cena was doing it, and he had to do these super long promos of him the, doing basically these colors don't run, and I'm just like, please stop. <laughs> I just kind of hate how they've made it's th- they did a great job of it, but they made the crowds into just studio audiences. I knew it was coming into this at WrestleMania 32 in Dallas when they had on the board boo and cheer. And I was like, this isn't a good sign of to what's to come. But they've like conditioned crowds to just like, okay, now it's time to say this is awesome. Okay, now it's time to say uh, you you still got it. Okay, now it's time. It's like, it does. It feels robotic. It doesn't feel yeah, natural. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel like, there are moments where you can say this, but it, it, this is just like, all right, there's been a near fall. It's time to do it. There's been a blah, blah, blah time to do it. It's not like, it's like they're part of the show too, but not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Here's our line. We got to hit our line. And it's like, dude, you can hit your line, but like, let it be warranted. It just like any match with the near fall, this is awesome. And it's like, that's not how that works. Yeah. Uh, uh, see more from Tony P says also, is there a wrestling program that you thought was really bad most of the way through but after its completion, analyzing it, then suddenly realize uh, it was done the right way overall. Not as bad as you thought it was. Um, uh, I will say, for the most part, 
I, I the the thing I turned around the quickest on in recent memory is the Becky Bianca feud because mm-hmm. I absolutely hated it at SummerSlam. Hated how Becky came back. Hated how Becky beat her in seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that it ended up working out in the long run. I think you got a really good long term feud out of it. Um, I still don't like the execution at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's still other things about it I don't like, but I think in the long run it. I think it helped both of them. I think, think it was a pretty good heel run for Becky. And I think it led to probably one of the biggest wins of Bianca's career. Yeah. Uh, recently, uh, the thing that sticks in my mind is Samoa Joe dropping the Ring of Honor Television Championship. I hated it. I thought it was the worst idea ever. But now, like, where we landed, it's like, okay, that was a, a kind of an inaugural part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Uh... uh Oh, there's just more from the question. He says, you still don't have to like it personally, uh, but more positive of it and talk highly about it. Uh, curious about this, and we'll be asking others at Fight One Outlets associated with y'all. Mm. Other than that, have a good wrestling night and weekend. Uh, appreciate, appreciate it. You, Tommy B. Uh, from Nelson Muntz, uh, can you please ask people in AEW why every... <laughs> Why every time FDR gets to wrestle on TV, it's at least 20 minutes. Uh, to catch their Darby needed only 12 minutes to put on a banger. FDR getting 20 minutes is a giant waste of time and rebuilding the tag division and for AW as a whole. Um, I don't think so. I have to disagree. That match was fired. Though. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed that match. I've really enjoyed FDR on Saturdays. I think mm-hmm. that they've had great matches on, on Saturdays. I think they've, in some ways, low-key carried collision from start to finish. I think from day one of Collision, they've been the most consistent guys on the entire show. Yeah, I, I, I disagree because I think that exactly what you're saying is exactly what needs to be done here, Nelson. It's like uh, FTR kind of getting the time to shine uh, over there on Collision, I think is important for the tag team division because there should be more stuff like this happening in the tag team division. So if you have one of the best tag teams in the world, you should let them cook every Saturday because that because you have them at this time. Um I think more tag teams need to be uh, in 20 plus minute matches. It doesn't just have to be FTR, but I think them leading the way in this is needed. Yeah, I think it's fine. I can understand people thinking the matches are a bit long, but um, I haven't seen any of them that I just didn't like yet. Mm-hmm. Um, or I felt like this was it. The, the length of it was so distracting for me that I was like, I'm not into this. But no, they all hit. No, all of them have hit for me so far. Um, so I, even the I'm almost hour it. one, I wasn't bored any part of that. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think their run of collision has been really good. Uh, but again, I know that they're a divisive team, um, and some people are just not gonna like certain things they're doing. So I get right. it. Uh, but I thought the, I thought the tag match from Collision last week was very good. Same. Uh, see, last from last one from D'Lo Dix. Uh, man, those people need to touch touch the snow with the wild mess online. <laughs> uh, also, stay my black ass inside. Negative fifty below windshield, uh, but TNA is back, baby. Them belts look nice. Um, yeah, they do. Um, I guess that's kind of a good way to jump into some TNA talk. Yep. Um, TNA will be back officially tonight with TNA Hard to Kill. They have been. Uh, debuting all of the new belts throughout the week Mm -hmm. um and all of them look very very purdy um (laughs) i think uh i was i was uh questionable at first about this tna rebrand what does this actually mean but there's a lot of excitement about it so Mm -hmm. um happy for the fans that wanted this happy for people that are you know nostalgic for tna i think it's cool 
Yeah. Initially, it was like, remember they played that video and they were in the forest and we were like, oh, what's, what's going on here? here? Yeah. <laughs> and then it gets to TNA and it's like, okay, I don't, I don't know exactly why this is happening, but I think uh, everything that they've done since then has convinced me that it's a good idea. Just kind of adding a, a different energy, something, something new but old to the brand and giving everybody just something to be excited about, I think. Signing all these new people, debuting new belts. Uh, they're going to have a different look, I'm sure, going into this. I think this is very important to the progression of TNA wrestling, especially what's going on in the landscape of wrestling. They're supposed to announce another big signing tonight. I've been asking everyone, do you have a prediction on who you think it is? Uh, I'm I'm guessing it's Ali. That's my yeah. guess. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else that would make sense that's like a big, WWE guy that was just released. Um, Ziggler's mine. Yeah, maybe Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I, Ziggler makes sense too. Um, right. I'm I'm gonna go with Ali. That's my mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, um, I think it's either one of those two for me because just the way that they're promoting it, like it could be anybody, but the way that they're like, it's a big deal. It's blah blah blah. Like one of those two guys feels like like uh, Dolph Ziggler's a former world champion. Like that just right. you know what I mean. Hold some different weight. Uh, yeah. Uh, pull up this card. Mm-hmm. Uh, tagline for it is TNA Wrestling is back. <laughs> uh, TNA is heading to Las Vegas. Hopefully people had a safe trip because the weather was crazy. Yeah. I saw a few people that were saying they got delayed and mm-hmm. they were going to try and fly out this morning. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't affect the card. Um, I know on the pre-show we've got um, Big Rich Swan taking on Steve Macklin. Uh, we got Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers taking on Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian. Keep mm. forgetting that some of these guys are there. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a uh, throwback for sure. It sounds like like this uh, sounds like a, a, a twenty a two thousand two TNA card so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got a uh, Tommy Dreamer taking on Crazy Steve and a no disqualification match for the TNA Digital Media Championship. Tommy um, Dreamer. I I was enjoying. Um, my man uh, Joe Hendry as Joe the, Hendry as digital media champion. So mm-hmm. I was very confused why they took the belt off of him. And then you go with Tommy Dreamer of all people. Um, yeah, what? I didn't really understand that. But some of this sounds good. Um, uh, Rich Swan versus Steve Max is probably going to be a fun match. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have no doubt the tag match will be fine as well. Um, not sure what to make out of this digital media championship <laughs> match, but it'll be a thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm interested to see uh, the Richwan and Steve Macklin match is interesting to me because Steve Macklin, you know, uh, recently we've been talking about Deona debuting in AEW and they're married. It's like, is he going to st- continue to stay in Impact? Because having an opening match on the pre-show sounds kind of wild. I don't know. It could just be timing, space and things. But like this guy used to be the world champion. Like he used to be in a high position. Both of these guys to see them kind of in the opening um, pre-show match is interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what to make of that. Um, but you know, I always figured uh, the Macklin stuff was just kind of like transitional champion. I never felt like yeah. they were gonna really give him the ball. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, the mm-hmm. main card. Why did I press this button and <laughs> off my phone? Um, main card. Uh, we are getting a four-team tag match for the TNA. World Tag Team uh, Championship the champions ABC Chris Bay and Ace Austin will be taking on the teams of the Rascals, um, mm. Zachary Wentz and Trey Miguel, 
and uh, Speedball Mountain, mm. <laughs> um, uh, Mike Bailey and Trent Seven, and of course the grizzled, grizzled young mm. veterans, uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake. Um, very excited for this match. Um, very excited for anything with the grizzled young veterans after they've left WWE. Really fun tag team, stacked match. Yeah, um, I think this is gonna be fire. Yeah, this is one of those balls to the wall. Everybody's gonna go a hundred miles per hour. My favorite type of shit. Some spot foo. All these teams are awesome. Ace and Bay have been incredible. Um, I kind of just want them to continue on as champions if we're keep keeping it one hundred, just because of how great they've been being. Rascals being back together are on fire. Speedball and Trent Seven is just like oh, Speedball's there, so it's gonna be a banger. I love everything about this match. I think uh, this is a. Uh, X division style tag match scramble yeah. that it's just going to be one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of think ABC is going to retain. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised though. If uh, grizzle young vets, if grizzle young vets win as well. Yeah. Um, but either way, I think this is going to be a fun match. Um, mm-hmm. We've got uh, Josh Alexander taking on Alex Hammerstone in mm-hmm. a singles match. At one point, Hammerstone was trying to convince us that he was leaving MLW. I did not believe him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is cool to see him showing up other places. Um, and I think this match is going to be hard because it's it's Josh Alexander. And, you know, he rarely misses. Yeah, I'm excited for Hammerstone. He kind of, uh, like, for West Coast. When I first started going to West Coast Pro, he was the champion. Like, so mm-hmm. I know, like, there's like a little bit of connection in that. And then he was a longtime champion over in MLW and I think established himself. But he totally hit the ceiling of where he was going to go over there. It's time for him to get somewhere else and go for it. This match, I think, is super important for him because Josh Alexander is the standard of Impact Wrestling. And if you are going to get a shot out here at Impact Wrestling, having a great showing against this person is the way to go. But also having a not great showing against this person is going to mean a lot, too. So I think uh, the ball's in his court. You got a great dance partner and just got to execute. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, we've got the Knockouts Ultimate X match. Um, mm. And that's going to be Giselle Shaw taking on Zaya Brookside, um, taking on Jody Threat, Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, and Danny Luna. Um, Fire. I believe, is, this, uh, is this their second Ultimate X I match? I think this is the match? second one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ultimate X is, um, of course, a stipulation match that is very much an impact match very mm-hmm. tna match so it makes sense for tna to come back and restore the feeling in some ways have the the ultimate x match um i'm not sure who i think is going to win this um i think that this field is wide open yeah um i like their they're always so great with the knockouts that's like yeah. not a thing but them always having new knockouts to get behind and 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 stuff yeah. like that i think it's great having this match and having it be the knockouts is i think really important since they're going back to tna and they had never did a knockouts one in tna this match is going to be hard yeah um yeah i, I don't I, know I, who's winning though i i'm rooting for tasha steels i'm not yeah. sure if i if i would predict tasha steels to win though mm-hmm. um maybe maybe Shashaw is like a like a come behind because she's like a she's somebody that they just signed True. Um, so maybe that's a way to give her something and build her up going forward. But definitely rooting for Tasha Steels here. Yeah. Um, got Dirty Dango taking on PCO. Um, it's one of those matches. It's a very TNA match. Where it's just it like, is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure there'll be some uh, kooky uh, wrestling tropes <laughs> in it. I'm just going to be like, all right. Kooky. Is this a stipulation match or it's just like I usually know PCO has stipulations. 
Uh, it's just a singles match. Oh, got you. That's surprising. Um, I think <laughs> that uh, Dirty Dango could be a contender for one of their championships, and I hope that they move towards that in the future here. And PCO is just always fun because he'll have at least one spot in his match that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, then got a fire triple threat match for the TNA X Division Championship. Chris Saban will be defending his belt against El, El Hito, Del Vikingo, mm. and Kushida. Mm. This is going to be fire. Um, wow. I am the most looking forward to this match. Um, everybody in this match is resume speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be hard. Nice. Yeah, uh, this is one of the most exciting matches, I think, on the whole car. Kushida is officially signed to TNA Wrestling, so that's a big Correct. sign. I could see him winning this match just off the strength of that. Uh, Chris Sabin is so synonymous with the X Division Championship at this point. It was fitting that he got the new one, uh, the new championship that they have, because that's his championship. And then Vikingo being in every wrestling company there is, is just great for me. <laughs> Remember last year when people were like, who, are, who was Vikingo? I think mm-hmm. we, we very much we know, know who Vikingo is at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very much looking forward to seeing who's going to win the big mustache belt. Um, <laughs> I, I'm assuming Chris Saban is going to retain, but yeah. I think this is going to be a very, very good match. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Trinity uh, defending the TNA Knockouts World Championship against Jordan Grace. Yeah. Um, with all the reports coming out, I assume Jordan's going to win here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what a great run from Trinity. I, I'm glad that she got a chance to go somewhere else and show people that she actually can work because a lot of people were throwing a little bit of dirt on her name, and I never liked it. No. Um, I I don't know if this is the end of the road for her with, with uh, Impact slash TNA, if she's heading back uh, imminently. I don't know what any of this means, but uh, what a great run. I don't know. Maybe they swerve us. Trinity retains and she enters the Royal Rumble as the TNA Knockouts champion. It happened with Mickey James. Maybe we do it again. That'd be a surprise. But no, I don't really expect that. I expect Jordan Grace to uh, get the victory here tonight. This is exciting, though. I think this is going to be a really great match to have like a culmination of what Trinity has done in Impact Wrestling or TNA Wrestling. What a really great run, I think, just kind of coming and showing, yo, I'm way more than you guys think that I am. You guys talk crazy on my name. You guys were putting me in these different positions, but I can go when the bell rings. And being thrown in the fire of the knockouts division and facing all the best knockouts, I think, has been awesome. And so this is also great for Jordan Grace because I think that she hasn't had the proper, proper run that she deserves. And I think going into the new the new uh, era of TNA wrestling, really great time for her to be knockouts champion. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jordan has been kind of on all of the promotional material of bringing back TNA. That right. kind of shows the sign that she's probably going to be like the, the knockout that's going to be the face of this new era mm-hmm. of TNA. Um, it's another reason why I pretty much think she's going to win. Right. Um, I'm not mad at it. I think that this is a good spot for her to get a win. Um, it's unfortunate for her that um, every time she got a big win, it seemed like somebody new was coming in the company. Mm-hmm. And it took a little bit of shine off of her. Like she won the other time, but Deanna just came in, and um, all of the all of the buzz went to Deanna. And yeah. uh, last year it was kind of the same thing. She won, and then Masha was just coming in, and mm-hmm. all of the attention started going to Masha. And then so, Killer Kelly came too. It was like, yeah. oh damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be a definitive win for her, and I think she's going to go on to be kind of face of the, the division. Yep. Um, 
Last week got the main event, Alex Shelley taking on Moose <laughs> for the TNA World Championship. Animal uh, man. <laughs> um, I'm guessing that uh, Alex Shelley's going to retain here. Um, I don't really see. I don't really see the interest in a Moose reign at this point. Um, I could be wrong, um, but I just don't really see it. Um, and maybe, maybe he'll win here and. You know, I'll be wrong, and then people will be posting that clip online. Um, but I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think that Alex Shelley is going to retain here. Uh, I hope that's not another clip. Another reason to get us on a clip is you being wrong about this. Yeah, I can't see uh, Moose winning the TNA championship here. But also, I mean, wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. They haven't invested a little bit of time and space to Moose. So I could see him potentially winning. It wouldn't be the most surprising. But, yeah, I think Alex Shelley needs to be the one going here again with the reemergence of TNA having Alex Shelley as the champ going into yeah. this with all those champions, the lineup of people that we talked about that we think we're going to win as champions, I think is uh, super important to have Alex Shelley on top because he represents uh, TNA, you know, as much as anybody else does him and Chris Saban. So I think them as champions going into this is a big deal. There wasn't a knockouts tag team championship match. Like why do they, yeah, or did MK you know? Ultra is not on the card. I'm what? very surprised. What's uh, going on here? Last time they were supposed to have the match, and then it, what they did, they put it on a digital match or something. Like, yo, you guys have two of the most incredible women's wrestlers in the whole world. Like, why aren't they on TV? Yeah, I don't really understand. Um, I guess they're going to uh, present them with the new belts tonight as well because they haven't okay. shown what the new belts look like. So maybe that's the way to get them on the show. But, yeah, it is disappointing that they're not on the card. Mm. Um, but yeah, should be a should be a good show. Um, of course, you can check that out on Impact Plus. Um, I wonder how long it's going to take for them to change the service <laughs> to something else, not Impact Plus. Um, but yeah, should be an interesting car. Yeah, I'm happy to see TNA back. They got some stuff going on tomorrow too. They have tapings. Osprey is going to be out there. Okada. So um, this is super interesting to see where they go with this they got a lot of competition and i feel they're not the only ones in town that's the that's the biggest thing i'm worried about i'm like there's like five wrestling shows going on at the same damn time and big wrestling shows like i mean they're the the new japan show being here in california helps because it won't start until after everything's over pretty much but it's like yo the competition is heavy tonight yeah a lot of competition you've got uh Collision, you've got Battle of the Belts, um, mm-hmm. got Battle in the Valley. Oh, yeah, Battle of the Belts, too. I forgot about that. Um, and I think there's another show that I'm forgetting. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah the TNA, gonna... the New Japan, uh, C, uh, GCW has a show, AEW has shows. Like, it's deep tonight. A lot, a lot of wrestling. Um, we will get into some Battle in the Valley talk mm-hmm. in a second, but first, I'm gonna hit you with a word from our sponsors. Yes. We've been telling you about the benefits of fitbod.me slash PPV for quite a while now, but there's so much more. 150,000 five-star reviews, over 5 million downloads, 400 million workouts logged. A lot of people have tried out FitBod, and now you can too. You can get 25% off at fitbod.me slash ppv all of your subscriptions give you full access to their premium features you need to stop guessing and start working they have daily workouts that generate your workout 
of the day based on your muscle freshness, preferred muscle group, and things that you want to target. There's equipment selection. So maybe one day you have bands. Maybe one day you don't. Maybe you have weights one day. Maybe the next you don't. Maybe all you have is the ability to do body weight exercises. They help you out by using the equipment that you have available. There's goal and experience settings. There's muscle recovery. You can connect to your Apple Health, your Fitbit, your Strava, all that good stuff at fitbod.me slash ppv. Street counters, timed intervals, circuits and supersets, and you can ask trainer or ask a trainer if uh, the video demonstrations and exercise instructions are not good enough for you. Fitbod.me slash ppv. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash ppv. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, still weird to think about TNA being back, but... <laughs> uh, I didn't think we'd be saying that name again, but here we are. TNA Wrestling. Feels good. How long do you think it'll take people to stop saying impact? Just like um, a lot of people still called it TNA when it was impact. Now you're going to have people that are still calling it impact. It's going to take at minimum a year. Like people are going to continuously be on their pod being like impact wrestling. People are going to continuously say impact wrestling supposed to be on the show with Denise. And she said impact wrestling about 20 times. She has not (laughs) said TNA one time. So it's going to take some, I mean, that was the thing when, when they switched over, it was like, why am I going to call this Impact Wrestling? It's called TNA, and now I'm conditioned to call it Impact Wrestling, and it's going to take some time to switch back. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a time. Um, but as Red <laughs> said, we have tonight um, around the same time at 9 p.m. my time. Mm-hmm. I believe it is 7 p.m. Pacific time. Yep. A Battle of the Valleys will be taking place in San Jose, California. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like a very, very stacked card. Yep. I'm very excited for this show. Um got uh viva van taking on stephanie van care mm-hmm. uh stephanie is one of the ones that i think that every time i see her wrestle i'm just like get this woman in more positions get her on tv she's yeah. just so so good um mm-hmm. she was really really good in the uh tournament last year of course the big talking point was mercedes versus willow but she was also in that tournament and mm-hmm. she was great yeah she was uh one of the standouts i think of that tournament just raw gritty really great wrestler viva van is coming up here in california a lot we've seen her on a couple of aw programs i think that in this position on a new japan show i think she's gonna have a really good showing here this is a good match to start out the show yeah um got uh jacob plateau and Mm. fred roser and big show to umino taking on team filthy it'll be tom lawler Darrell nelson and royce isaacs in a six-man tag team match a bunch of homies in this yeah um i think that's gonna be great continue to say Shota is the future of this company. Yep. Um, every time I see him, I just feel like this guy's got it. Um, man, just the execution of how he came up with the Mox stuff when Mox made his debut over there mm-hmm. in Japan, linked himself to Mox, and then ever since then, he's gotten more and more popular. The, he, the presentation and stuff is coming along. Um, yeah, really excited to see where Shota Umino goes in 2024. Yeah, I think that uh, he's a future IWGP heavyweight champion. Who, who knows how far in the future, but I think that's really exciting that they have a bunch of people kind of on the come up like that. And to see him here is dope. Seeing my homie Jacob Fatu on a New Japan uh, strong style card, I think is super exciting too. He is, of course, part of the bloodline, and people are always asking if he's going to eventually be up there, but... He's one of the most raw, uh, gritty, hardcore-ass wrestlers you would ever see. So I think this is cool. West Coast Wrecking Crew also and Tom Lawler, I think, are 
always fun and entertaining and going to bring some hard-hitting style. So that's going to be a good fa- good fun match. Yeah, yeah. Team Filthy is dope. Uh, but I do think that the baby faces are going to win. Yeah. I do think that uh, uh, Jacob, Fred, and Shota is going to pick up the win. Mm-hmm. Um, see, we've got uh, uh, Mascara Dorado taking – sorry. Mascara Dorado and – Valador Jr. taking on Rocky Romero and Sobrano Jr. Mm-hmm. in a tag match. Um, it's going to be your kind of match. It's going to yep. be Lucha, Lucha style. Mm-hmm. Flips and flips. And flips. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun one. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, this is one of those ones on the card for me. You know, some spafu, spa some flipping and spinning. I think that uh, Rocky <laughs> Romero in this position, he's a champion in Mexico um is great uh everybody's gonna be seeing uh sobrano jr i think is gonna be something for the san jose crowd you gotta have some lucha if you're coming to california yeah is rocky still champion i thought he i thought he dropped it though he might have dropped it recently yeah yeah i thought he dropped it though but uh mm. got uh <laughs> we've got a tie-in to the big bullet club um, United Empire match that's coming mm-hmm. up later this year. TJP is going to take on David Finlay, the new IWGP global champion. Um, yeah, TJP, again, I, I, he always shocks me every time I watch this guy. <laughs> like, man, this guy's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite David Finlay as a character being kind of bland to me and mm. being a kind of divisive guy, um, he's been in some great matches. He, he, he finds a way to deliver in ring. Um, I thought the triple threat from Russell Kingdom was very, very good. He mm-hmm. played his part very well in that. And I expect him to do no less here. Yeah, I don't love David. I think that he's serviceable. And uh, TJP, I think, is going to take him to a really good match here um, if they just kind of let him cook. But not the one I'm looking the most forward to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Galeo. Mm-hmm. El Fantasmo mm-hmm. um, defending their strong open weight tag championship against the Bullet Club War Dogs, Clark Connor and Alex Coughlin. Yep. Um, very much looking forward to this. Big fan of the War Dogs. Um, big fan of what Hikaleo and LP have done um, over the last few months as a tag team. I think this is going to be a good one. Yeah, the War Dogs were on the GCW show last night, and they just are badass. I think that their presence, the way that they don't give a fuck about nothing, and they just want to punch people in the mouth, I think is awesome. I could see them winning the championships here because of the run and kind of trajectory that they are on. But Hikaleo and LP, I think, are um, – they represent some kind of spirit for New Japan, you know what yeah. I mean, that I think is always needed. And I could see them retaining too. Yeah, I've been really impressed with Hikaleo over the last few months. I think he's improved tremendously as a wrestler. Yes. Um, I think he's, he's really good. It's just like – because it's kind of hard to do new things with a big man wrestler. And right. I think that he has managed to do that. I think he's managed to look really impressive with the time they've given him. And LP is, is man, it's crazy to think about this guy stay the heel for so long because mm-hmm. he's just such a good baby face. Right. And he's another one where I'm excited to see where he lands this year. I know there's like contract talks around him. So excited to see what he does. What do you think? You think he's going to stay in New Japan or? I mean, I don't know. Um, it's hard to tell. Uh, right. I think some of the controversy around them replacing their president, it seemed like there were a lot of contracts around that. Mm-hmm. And I have to assume, you know, part of bringing Tanahashi in um, is kind of a move to, to keep some people. Definitely seems like that was the case with Okada. Because right. Because we got the report that Okada <laughs> did not get along with the former president. Um, so I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know what this means. Yeah, it's a uh, if if the ace the big dog of this company don't get along with the president, we have to do something different. But hey, your homeboy's the the president now too, right? We're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I suspect that uh, Grill of Destiny are going to retain here. Mm. Um, I could see them splitting the belts as well because they hold both the uh, heavy IWGP heavyweight tag belts as well as these belts. But uh, I kind of feel like they're going to retain because they, mm-hmm. they kind of just won them. So <laughs> right. I don't see them losing them this soon. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Uh, we got a potential banger and Julia taking on Trisha Dora for the new japan strong women's championship um we've also got contract talks around julia of course yep. it's been a big talking point coming in this year how much longer she's going to be with stardom um she just recently broke up donna del mondo which is kind of a sign that she's on her way out um i don't know i don't know when exactly she's going to leave japan and start preparing to come to the u.s but i'm very much excited for this match very much excited to see trisha dora on this kind of stage um and I love that New Japan Strong has embraced using black women in these kind of moments. Um, I think that that is a good sign. You know, I watched the Julia and Megan Bain match since we last talked about it, and that Fire. shit fucking banged. Uh, both of those women are so incredible. Megan Bain on her way. Everybody knows that. Um, Julia, the, the the talk and things surrounding her contract and what she's going to do next are so interesting because she had that that interview recently where she was saying – that she want, she's in the position that she's it she's in in Japan, but she would like to grow bigger. But also, she kind of wants to do her thing in America to kind of see how she would fare over there. So I don't really know. There's been talks of her going to NXT, and it's like, yeah. When they have so many great <laughs> Japanese women's res- wrestlers, it's like, I I just get nervous. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, she should go up there and cook, no problem at all. But I'm just like, anytime they get talent like this and they have so many of talented ones at the same time, it's hard. Regardless of that, I think that this match is going to be awesome. Trisha Dora being in this spot, I think it's great. We all know that she's trained in the New Japan Dojo out in L.A. and kind of been on the cusp of getting a moment like this for a while. Like when that tournament was happening, I thought she was going to be a part of it. I thought it was going to be that, but. She's at she's at where she needs to be now, and I'm excited about this. And what if she won? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love it if she won. I, if I, I mean, if if Julia's leaving, what's yeah. up? I wouldn't be mad either way with either outcome. I I kind of believe Julia's going to retain, mm-hmm. uh, but I I wouldn't, of course, not be mad at Trisha Dora uh, picking up the big win here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's so much you can do with Trisha Dora as champion uh, going back to AEW. Um, I don't know. Uh, Of course, the contract stuff makes this kind of confusing. It makes it Mm -hmm. tough to predict. Um, But I, at this moment, I'm going to say Julia's going to retain. Yeah. Um, We've got Matt Riddle (laughs) um, and a uh, partner of his choosing taking on TMDK, Zack Sabre Jr., and Bad Dude Tito in a tag match. Um, Yeah. I'm very much curious to see who his mystery partner is going to be. Um, of course, he uh, showed up on screen at New Year Dash and called out uh, President Tanahashi uh, for the television championship, I assume. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have to assume that if it if it's because he has some if he's challenging Tanahashi, it's maybe somebody that also has beef with Tanahashi. Um, or they're going to do some wacky ass shit and do this, this 
can they coexist thing, and it is Tanahashi. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> He didn't like that at all. No. <laughs> he said, oh. oh. Um, but you can see it happening, though, right? Yeah, I definitely can. Uh, that's because that's Zack Sabre Jr. is on the other side, too. It's like, ah, yeah. unfortunate. It could also be uh, Nick Namath. Uh, he was at the Tokyo Dome show. He could be here in this position. If he's not at the Impact show, I could see him over here. Yeah, um, Nick makes sense. Um, but now that you say it... Um, yeah, Tanahashi does think make sense it. because Tanahashi <laughs> did lose to Zack Saber at Wrestle mm-hmm. Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, man. I know, I know. Yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm, I am curious to see how Riddle's gonna work with uh, TMDK. See how he's gonna work. Um, I'm sure uh, uh, Zack Saber's gonna try and fold this guy up like a pretzel. Definitely. Um, but very curious to see how those styles mix in this match. Um, could be a really underrated match. I'm interested to see how the crowd reacts to Riddle because (laughs) in San Jose, it could be, it's a crapshoot. Like it could be something or it could be nothing. It's going to, we're, we're going to see, you know, the reactions off a rip probably will be okay though. Yeah. um, I see people in the chat are saying that it could be Jeff Cobb. Maybe they're going to reunite the chosen bros. Uh, Maybe. Okay. Potentially. Um, We've got, uh, the triple crown champion Eddie Kingston defending his belt against Gabe Kid. Mm-hmm. Very much excited for this. Gabe Kid is one of those guys that I think this guy. Every time I see him talk, every time I see him doing anything, he's just an exciting guy to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut promos, really good wrestler. Um, I said constantly that man. While I'm not the biggest fan of Finlay as leader, he has assembled a great group of guys for Bullet Club. All the, the crew. guys he brought in. Our guys, I'm a big fan of Maloney, um, Gabe Kid, the mm-hmm. War Dogs. Um, very interested to see where all of those guys go this year. I'm like, yeah, I think the leader is my least favorite part of Bullet Club at this point. Like everybody <laughs> else are heavy hitters. They're all yeah. like some some young gunners. But yeah, when they get to the leader, I'm like, eh, all right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think this match is gonna be fire. I think it's gonna mm-hmm. be hard hitting. Um, I, I expect Kingston to retain, of course, but yep. I think this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, all the matches that Eddie Kingston has had post uh, Continental Classic have been interesting bangers, different type work matches. I'm expecting this one to be different than all the other matches. And Eddie Kingston has been pretty tremendous out in San Jose. Last time I saw him there was against uh, Jay White in Loser Lee's Town match, and that shit bangs. So if it's something like that again, it's going to be dope. Um, yeah, Eddie's been on a really, really good run um, mm-hmm. since last year. Um, when I did a Top Rope Nations podcast on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, and we talked about who is wrestler of the year, um, at one point, part of the conversation was Eddie Kingston should be in that conversation for wrestler of the year. You and should. I really th- think about the argument. Yeah, he was one of the best wrestlers of 2023. He was. Uh, just the run he went on, um, yeah. the big wins he got on, got out there, got the big win against Claudio at Grand Slam, um, mm-hmm. got the storyline in the Continental Classic, uh, beat most of his biggest rivals. Um, yeah. He's probably going to go on as like one of the biggest highlights of his career. Um, ended the year on a really, really high note. Um, and of course, he was in the G1. Made his debut in the G1. He had a really, really good year. I mean, when you break it out, like, I didn't even have to think hard to be like, yeah. But then when you break it down like that, I'm like, oh, damn, yeah, Eddie Kingston. He really, he went for it this year. He beat Brian and Mox back to back. Like, 
the resume is strong out here. And I think to cap it off with the championships and matches like this is awesome. I think he might even have a greater year in 2024, just kind of knowing like, okay, that's what he can do in that position. Let's put him in this one. And I think he's going to excel even more. Yeah. Yeah. Very much looking forward to this match. Um, but man, Shingo Takagi mm. is taking on John Moxley. God damn. In a no disqualification match. Very, very much excited for this match. <laughs> this was one of those that I hopped out of my seat early in the morning watching New Year Dash after mm-hmm. um, Shingo laid down this challenge. Um, very, very much excited for this. Mox is a um, must-see wrestler at this point for me. Um, he is just... Man, he's just he's he's legendary at this point. Mm-hmm. Man. He's, he's great promo guy. He's gonna have the fun matches. You know, there's gonna be blood. There will be blood. Um, yeah, Shingo is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Hard hitting, um, just tremendous, tremendous wrestler. It's wild to think about it, but I almost feel like he's a little bit underrated at this point mm-hmm. um, because I don't think that we talk about him nearly enough. Right. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be a banger. This is uh Moxley has gotten into that position of every one of his matches is musty, like you said. Like there's gonna be some kind of moment, some kind of something that draws you to it. But just the way that Mox is so passionate about this shit, the way that he goes about it, you could feel it exuding off of him anywhere he is when he talks, when he wrestles. It's just like you want to see this guy win. Shingo, just like you said. He's in a land of great wrestlers. There's matches that happen on a weekly, monthly basis in New Japan that are some of the greatest matches of all time. And he's been a part of all of those. It's crazy, you know, like you got Okada and Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. and all these people kind of doing the stuff that Shingo gets lost in the shuffle somehow. And he could, if he'd given the opportunity be the number one wrestler in the world if given the shot like that's how good this guy is he's been this good for a really 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 long time this match with mox is going to be awesome it's mox's bag no disqualifications shingo gets to just let loose there's going to be some hard-ass clotheslines there's going to be a bunch of hard strikes like phil said there's going to be blood this is going to be this could potentially be match of the night yeah for sure. with this main event it, this still could be it's crazy yeah yeah for sure um, and the main event. The main event. Kazushka <laughs> um, Okada taking on Will Ospreay. Of course, these guys have very long history together. Um, Stablemates at one point in chaos. Um, rivals at one point when Ospreay turned heel and, mm-hmm. and started United Empire. Um, took him the longest time to get a win over, over Okada. Finally yep. got a win over him. Um, was that in the New Japan Cup or was that in the G1? It's in the G1, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Chad, but I believe it was a G1. Um, um, it's New Japan Cup. One Sorry. Um, it's early in the morning. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but finally got his win over him last year. Um, and so I think it it's only fair that if he's leaving this company in 2024, you've got to have a big Osprey match mm-hmm. with o- o- Okada. I think this is the place to have it. Um, I'm glad that they're getting the main event spot. Cause mm-hmm. They might not have gotten a main event spot on like a bigger New Japan show where you right. got all these titles, you got the world title. Um, I think this is going to be amazing because of both who these two guys are, and then it's it's Osprey. Osprey ain't missing, man. He's going to yeah. have an amazing match. This is uh, I think I've seen people being like for the last time ever. I don't think this is for the last time ever. Also, no, like these guys, they're not. definitely going to wrestle at some point somewhere again. 
Um, yeah, I think if, but if you are kind of teasing this, Osprey's about to ride off into the sunset into AEW. Let's get off some banging ass matches before. This is one of those ones. Kind of having what you're saying of like, if this was on a big show in Japan, they probably would, they wouldn't be the main event. But being able to be here, there's no, there's really no stakes. But I mean, when it's Osprey and, and, and Okada, like the stakes are, you're about to see one of the best matches you've ever seen. Osprey hasn't missed in five years at this point. Okada, uh, big match Okada, just never, he can't. And to put those two elements together in San Jose, New Japan, the time, there's mystery behind Okada's contract. We know where uh, Osprey's going. I think they're going to produce one of those ones. And this year has already started out with an amazing uh, Okada match against Brian Danielson. The year started out last year with an amazing Osprey match against Kenny Omega. So will they be able to top that Brian Danielson match with Okada already? I'm interested in seeing it. This match is going to be crazy. On top of that card, these two guys, uh, all the elements are there. Yeah. Um, it was the G1 I was thinking of. G1. Uh, he mm-hmm. beat him in the G1. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a lot of uh, story stuff going into this match. I feel like this is kind of like a farewell for a now match with Okada for Osprey. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of emotion and stuff that's going to go into it. Um, very much looking forward to this main event. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Osprey's last match with uh, Bullet Club is going to also be very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a cage match. Looking forward to five on five cage match. You don't get a lot of those often. Yeah, so very much looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot to look forward to this show. Um, it's going to be a later show. So if you do want to watch some of the Impact show, if you do want to watch Collision beforehand, you do have time to get that in and watch this up. If you want to have Battle of the Belts on at the same time, <laughs> you can throw that on. Uh, plenty of options. <laughs> what you about to be watching? Uh, I'm definitely going to watch this show. I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to order uh, Battle in the Valley. Um, Battle of the Belts has been kind of missable for most of the time. <laughs> like it, 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 there's not many surprises. Let's talk about it. Why? What is the? It's just the name at this point. Like it doesn't really hold weight, right? It's just it's just called no. Battle of the Belts, and there's champions on there, but it's not like we're not about to see anybody lose their belts. No. Um, no, and I think that's the big thing with Battle of the Belts every year. Nobody ever really loses, and so mm-hmm. there's no real surprises coming out of it. Like even if you look at the card for it, like there's nothing on that card that's like. Like I don't think right. Ricky and Bill are gonna lose to Sammy and Jericho. Yeah, I think that's the the one that's the most in the air for people. I think that um, based off of, <laughs> based off the outcome of uh, Ricky versus Sammy on Dynamite, I can see people feeling like, all right, maybe. Maybe that's the sign that um, Sammy and Jericho are going to win. I actually think the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think that that was the visual pin for Sammy, and that would yep. show you that Ricky and Big Bill are going to retain. Especially um, with how upset everybody – because all I saw coming out of that were people being like, I can't believe Starks, Ricky Starks lost. I can't believe blah, blah, yeah, blah. So just, that leads me to believe even more that they're going to win. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to take the belt off of Ricky in that way, especially, mm-hmm. like you said, with how unpopular that was online. Um, and then you've got the the Jericho uh, controversy around it. I think it would be crazy to come out of that and put belts on those <laughs> two guys. That would be insane. That would be so wild if the, if out of all this, like people are like, there's stuff surrounding Jericho have, have, they haven't talked about, it, and then they just make him a champ. 
Yeah, no. Um, probably wouldn't got do that. the TBS title match as well. Uh, Anna Jay is challenging Julia Hart. I don't think that Anna Jay is going to win. Um, Anna Jay has continued to be impressive every time that they give her singles matches, though. I think she had a good one recently. Um, but I, I don't think she's going to win here. Um, mm-hmm. Julia, they still, there's still so much stuff to do with Julia Hart as champion. I don't yeah. think they're going to cut it short. Uh, yeah, they. Ha- I don't think they've gotten to the point that they really needed to get to no. with this rant. She's just coming up. She's improving better and better every match, and I think her being a champion is helping even more. So I can't see her losing that belt right now. No. Um, Orange Cassidy's got a title defense against uh, Preston Vance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Preston's going to Yeah, I don't um, really. I, I, and Preston's dope, man. I think Preston's one of those guys that I would like to see more on TV just to see more of what he can do. Oh, um, they're I, rewarding. <laughs> I see. They did the matches on Wednesday with Preston and Anna, and now they're getting title matches. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's all, it's the payoff of all of the Brody stuff from earlier right. this week. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that there's good stuff going into this, but I don't I don't see either of them winning their title matches. Um, now, with the with the kind of how the night is laid out, would you have maybe went harder on the Battle of the Belts gimmick, or is it just like kind of how it feels like Battle of the Belts? It's like, all right, we've gotten to the point where we got to do another Battle of the Belts. Let's have matches on there. Yeah, I just don't really see the purpose of Battle of the Belts at this point, man. Right. Um, especially because you have wrestling on Saturdays now. Um, you have yeah. collisions. So if you, right. I, I, I don't understand why, if you're going to do Battle of the Belts, why not make it like a special episode of Collision? Um, like a Making it another hour of wrestling, I just yeah. don't really get the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the, none of these Battle of the Belts have really been anything of note. There's rarely a t- title change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know that it's kind of like following the formula of what WCW used to do with Clash of the Champions, and yeah. it was just like they're giving us another time, blah blah blah. They probably have like four or five of these a year. Like, here's our time, but there's it's not that hard to make this something. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to continue to be like this. It doesn't have to continue to be just a show. Like, you have the roster, you have the talent, you have the championships to where you could add something to this where people aren't just like, oh, there's another Battle of the Belts. I don't really care about it, you know? Yeah. um, Nobody's going out of their way to watch this show tonight. No, and especially with so much competition. You've got got TNA. You've got uh, Battle of the Valleys. You've got some major um, one-on-one matches on that card. I don't Mm -hmm. see people passing up the New Japan show to watch Battle of the Belts. Um, mm-hmm. At least I'm not going to. <laughs> I can't speak for everybody, of course, but I'm not going to. I think it's going to be... Um, I mean, you got Orange Cassidy, you got... Yeah, Anna, the like, the elements good. are going to be good, but it's just like not enough to get me away from another show. No, not enough to, to entice me to have two screens up. And, you know, I might have it up, and but hey, you're talking about possibly juggling three screens up at that point, because I'm sure the TNA show will still be going on yeah. at that point. Uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll probably watch it tomorrow, um, right? Anything, but I probably won't watch it live. Mm. Uh, good night of wrestling, though. If you if you like pro wrestling, it's a night to eat. <laughs> yeah, really, really good night of wrestling. Um, <laughs> we had a very interesting week of wrestling this week. Um, I did not expect Raw's talking point to be um, Seth Rollins um, having a new challenger for the World Heavyweight Championship. And I mean, look, he's, I knew he was going to have some more defenses coming up because it's getting up yeah. to that point. Um, and, you know, we haven't had a Gunther defense in a minute. So I figured we were going to get another Rollins Where's defense. Gunther? Is Gunther hurt? 
No, I don't think he's hurt. That, well, why hasn't he been on? Uh, why hasn't he been on TV? Oh, didn't he just like go on vacation or something? Um. Uh. Well, they just had a kid. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Right. 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 So I was like, maybe, I know there's some kind of family thing, and not a bad thing, like a. Yeah. So maybe he's taking some time off for that. But um, as far okay, as I know, good. I don't think that he's he's injured. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I. Just, Why I just, is gender in this match? Because he was out with The Rock a few weeks ago. Like I just don't really. Uh, this very much feels like a reward gender for being a good sport thing. Gotcha. Gender had a good moment with Rock, and I think he, um, he, he probably was like, well Yeah, and, he probably was like, I'll do anything you guys want. It doesn't yeah, matter. He, he, I'm he, here. he was a good sport. Company, he company he made his he made his return last week on Raw, mm-hmm. and then you know he got to be the butt of the joke for Rock and. Uh, Papa rating with Rock, and I think they probably looked at it like, all right, well, he was a good sport here. You always hear um, people over there say how much they like gender, how much mm-hmm. of a good guy they see him as. So I think this was kind of like a reward, a way to reward him by giving him a big match. Um, I don't think he's going to win. I do, of course, I, I do think it's very funny that people um, then went, all right, well, Gender's never, <laughs> gender's never winning. So why does he keep getting title match? That's how he got his initial title match, where he won a championship, guys. This is kind of his thing. Um, and you know how they do things over in WWE. They don't really care about wins and losses. They no. care about what is the story, how can I build to this? Yep. And I don't think it's a terrible idea to come out of Rock segment and go, all right, I held myself, uh, I held my own in this Rock segment. Mm-hmm. I popped a big rating. He can get to say that he popped that rating even though he really did you know? <laughs> um, but that's the heel thing to do he's gonna come yeah. out of that segment and say i did it I did and that. come out and cut the the promo where he's like oh you're uh, you're supporting all these american degenerates blah 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 mm-hmm. um yeah i guess in storyline and kayfabe purposes if you as a heel popped a big rating like you should be rewarded with the title match you know what i mean like if we're just talking about kayfabe and yeah. i think like the the controversy of what eventually happened it's like that's silly like we're, we're this is semantics like he's a former world champion like it never when a match like this is announced there are some people that are like why blah 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 but for the most part it doesn't fucking matter dude like yeah, this, Seth Rollins is gonna wrestle gender on on yeah, Monday this, and beat him you know who cares this feels very much like a filler program in the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the middle of the month um, to, before we get to Royal Rumble because we don't have yeah. anything else um, for Rollins to do. Um, and we just want to get give him a title defense under his belt. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of a swerve as well, if this is a way to get Rollins in a match and then you tease another cash-in. Wouldn't be surprised at all if, if Priest ends up winning that belt before Royal Rumble and the match at Royal Rumble. You think so? Is Seth Rollins versus Priest or some kind of multi man? We only got what two more Raws before that. Yeah, 13? because at okay. this point, what is Rollins' match going to be at Royal Rumble? We have no idea at this point, and we've got two weeks to build that match. I thought it was going to be Drew, but it seems like it's not. Yeah, um, I could see Drew coming in and beating down Seth after the match, and then that's how Priest, Priest coming in and picking the bones and then it leading to possibly a multi-man match or a one-on-one match with you think Priest. that Rollins wins it back though I don't uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where we're going with this because um people that just seem like oh why would they do this in the middle out of, out of nowhere I'm like mm-hmm. ah, it, either it's filler or it's just to distract us because I mean that's essentially what they did last week throw gender out there to distract people from what we're actually doing 
well, I think that you brought up a good point of the they have to continuously, I think, tease these cash ins too. Like, right. I think that's an inaugural part, and you can't have the ta- cash in tease without the title match. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is a way to build up to a failed cash in for Damian Priest, which I hope not. I don't know, but yeah. I don't think that. I don't think it was the worst thing in the world. Uh, the segment was very funny because he came out and <laughs> this was what was funny about Twitter being Twitter. And he came out, he was doing all the usual heel stick, was not getting much of a reaction. No. Um, the entire time, Rollins was looking at him with this confused look on his face like, what are you doing out here? Like, what is this? <laughs> um, and I think that's what made the entire segment for me even funnier is him just looking at him like, what, what you, is this? What is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and when he finished, he's like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to give you the title match. And I was yeah. just like, hmm. is he right? Is he right? <laughs> but, you know, of course, Rollins is a fighting champion. He was standing out there with his, like, uh, his, uh, his uh, snakeskin outfit on that looked mm-hmm. like a pair of, like, those really, really baggy boots that women wear. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. But... I, it's going to be a serviceable match. I think Rollins is Rollins. He's going to have a, he's going to try and get the best match out of this as possible. We're going to get the usual lies and pander on Twitter of people going, <laughs> look, man, y'all, y'all hate gender, but he can work. See? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but of course, out of this, the bigger talking point, uh, Tony Khan decided he was going to tweet in the midst of this um, because uh, the boy Hook is also getting a title match coming up next week against Samoa Joe. And so he chose to uh, go at the USA uh, uh, account, and he chose to uh, go at the criticism that there's no reason to give Hook this title match because he hasn't done anything um, to get this title match. I didn't really understand people that didn't get what TK was saying because I felt like it was pretty obvious. I don't think he was trying to... Um, take a shot at gender as a person. Wasn't about he, gender. I think he was. I think he was commenting on the hypocritical, the the hypocrisy of people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And now, do I think he should tweet that? No, <laughs> I don't think he should tweet that. But I understood what he was getting at. Um, I don't understand why people then turned it into something that it wasn't turned it into i'm 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 on team gender i'm gender side like it's not that's i don't that's not what this was about at all he didn't say this this why is gender getting a shot he's the worst wrestler i've ever seen no he said why is gender getting a shot he hasn't won a match in a year he didn't say anything about gender being a terrible wrestler not deserving to be on the roster he just said why is he getting the shot when he hasn't won a match People misconstrued that into actually Jinder's run was the greatest run, his champion. I'm like, all right, you guys. <laughs> you could just be like, I disagree, yeah, and we move um, forward. But it yeah, turned this into turned something. into the usual Twitter nonsense. People ran with this and, and blew it up, and I, I just didn't really understand. You had Jinder, um, <laughs> you had Jinder trending that day. Jinder himself tweeted out something and then deleted it. Um, you had a bunch of other people chiming in. Um, <laughs> it just, it just was ridiculous. I just didn't understand. I was gonna say, why. what did Jinder delete? But he deleted who the fuck is Hook? <laughs> yeah, who the fuck is Hook? Um, which I thought was funny. I thought that was a funny that's funny. I, I thought that he made the best of the moment. Totally. Um, yeah, I just didn't think any of this was necessary. I didn't think Tony should have tweeted that, but I also thought the reaction to it was way overboard as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought people were being very disingenuous as well. I think people yeah. were were acting like, oh, well, 
your your booking doesn't have logic to it either. But I think it's very clear what they're doing here with the hook thing. I think mm-hmm. to have Joe come out and cut that promo and make a point to say, hey, don't challenge me unless you have a winning record. Don't mm-hmm. challenge me unless you're one of those guys. It felt very obvious that either they're trying to bring the ranking back or they're yep. going back to sports-based um, booking where it's like, hey, you get a title match based on what is your record based on what you've done this mm-hmm. year. And if we're talking about Hook, Hook has only lost one match. So yep. yeah, Hook can say, hey man, I've been deserving a world heavyweight title match because mm-hmm. I don't lose that often. Now yep. you can jump into the quality of opponents he's had. You can do all this other stuff, but I thought it made sense. And I thought people that were running with, oh, well, Hook getting this title match doesn't make sense either. I'm like, yeah, but if you pay attention to what else they're doing, it's very clear mm-hmm. that they're trying to lead in a direction of bringing back the rankings. Yeah, that's probably where Tony could have. That's what should have happened is Tony should have just shown instead of telling. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, should have said anything. This is how we're do. Like, we have a different program. We're presenting the space ba- space a sports based thing, and it's different over here. That's it. Like, just showing. You don't have to be like why are you guys being hypocrites? Cause they're always going to be hypocrites no matter what like that. I think that's where it needs to land is Tony, you know, the game, like they're always going to be, no matter what you do, they're always going to do that shit. Like, even if you continuously do good, they're still going to be like, blah, blah, blah. Cause that's just how they are. Those fans are never going to convince them. They don't care about any of that. No, absolutely not. And I, I just think it's two different companies. <laughs> they're two different booking philosophies. And that's why I said, I can see kind of the makings of what I, I think that, WWE is doing and I can also see what AEW is doing with this title match it is very interesting that you're getting both of these title matches in the same week Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think they're both doing two different things with them Um, but as as usual it's Twitter and Twitter likes to pit one against the other and turn it into this pointless debate Um, and Mm -hmm. in reality none of this stuff really matters (laughs) yeah we talked about it a little bit on Ask Rhapsody Uh, the rankings like it seemed like Samoa Joe was like, you got to have a record to come and talk to me. And then when Hook came out, they made it an emphasis to be like, he's 28 and one numbers, numbers, numbers. Do you think that they're going to go in on the rankings with the num- bringing back the numbers on the lower thirds and shit? Like, do you think that's going to happen or is it just kind of to push what Samoa Joe's doing? Um, I think it's twofold. I think Joe coming out and saying that he wanted to, um, be the champion that got back to the graps. And mm-hmm. he also did the interview with Sports Illustrated where he was saying he wanted to be the champion that brought the focus back to what's happening in a ring, none of right. the backstage drama, none of this other stuff. I want to focus on the wrestling. I think it's twofold. I think it's that Joe is a no-nonsense guy, and he's a guy that has kind of kept himself out of uh, any of the drama and any of the Internet stuff. So I think as a company, they're kind of making a point that we want to move forward with just focusing on what we've always done best, and that's the wrestling. Mm -hmm. And then I also feel like it's partially to bring back the rankings as well, because I don't think it's a coincidence that you would keep saying things about numbers, rankings, and um, it's kind of been two weeks in a row where they've done those kind of nods. So I feel like that there's a definite hint here that they're bringing back the rankings in some way. I don't know if it's permanent, but I would not be surprised if that announcement's made next week. Yeah, I think it's a kind of a little element that adds on to what they what the spirit of AEW was off rip i think that when they stopped doing the rankings people were kind of like well what's going on but then you got like you got to that muddy point of like ftr was <laughs> consistently brought into every conversation because they had this winning record and they weren't getting the title shot so it's like do you want to run into that problem again if you 
start ranking everybody. There's some wrestlers who never lose. And so you're going to run into that. Like, I can't see Wardlow losing any matches before they do whatever kind of title match they're going to try to do. So, like, you're going to run into problems like that again. So I understand why they stopped doing the rankings, but I think it's it, for what Samoa Joe's trying to do, it's going to help. Yeah. Um, I like the rankings. So yeah. if this is the rankings coming back, I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought it made AEW stand out. I thought it made AEW different. Um, and I very much like the idea of sports-based wrestling, and I very much like the idea of wins and losses mattering. Um, right. Now, <laughs> I, it got a little bit muddy, like you said, uh, having people go to dark and, and stack up numbers mm-hmm. and then come back and have the have the, the record, so it justified them getting a title shot. Uh, it didn't always work execution-wise, but I do think it would be interesting to see what AEW looks like doing the rankings with Dark no longer being a thing. Right. Um, like, so, all yeah. wins are important now. There aren't any, like, padded wins at this point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, which, I thought about Dark the other night, and I was like, man, I kind of miss Dark. Uh, they don't need Dark anymore because they have so much programming. But yeah, bring them on her. It, it was just certain things that you were doing on Dark. Um that I just feel like it but it served a purpose. Um, I, I mean, reps, man. Re- there, there's nothing as a, uh, especially with kind of wrestlers that they employ, as a young wrestler, there's nothing better than reps. And and AEW yeah. Dark was just reps on reps on reps. Like, you saw people develop here on screen just because they're given the time and opportunity. Some people are never given the opportunity because they're not on Dynamite or Collision or Rampage or anything, you know what I mean? So, like, that was just another outlet. You know that the no-name people or the people on the come-up are going to get a shot at. So, yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. I think that Ring of Honor is kind of filling that void in some mm-hmm. spaces. But even then, it's not as it's not enough as compared to what Dark and Dark Elevation were doing. Yeah, uh, which, I mean, man, you had two Dark shows on YouTube at one yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like it was so long ago. It was like Monday and Tuesday too. They were like back to back. Like that was yeah. a different time. It was a lot, a lot of wrestling. And I'm like, you got, you got all this wrestling on TV, and then you have two YouTube channels. It's a lot. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, um, that it's just all silly. Like I think it could have been this whole Twitter controversy thing could have been funny, but like people just yeah look, can't. Man. People don't allow things to just be funny. People have to take it too seriously. And I thought most of it was funny. And that's why I refused to comment on any of it. Mm-hmm. I just saw it from afar and I was like, oh, that's kind of a funny thing that happened and moved on. But people that were then going on a Twitter rant and go, oh, this is why nobody takes you seriously, Tony Khan. You got to put your phone down, blah, blah, blah. Like, who cares, man? I don't who think cares? you should tweet it that either, but I really don't think it's that serious. It's um, not. It's just a tweet. <laughs> It's just a tweet. And um, people were going and finding other things like uh, gender tweets. I guess there are like some Randy Orton tweets that, uh, well, ra- some tweets that Randy Orton liked that people screenshotted. And just like, when people go to find likes, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you exactly. gotta once, get a once job. You start going and wrestlers' likes and screenshotting things. I'm like, what are we doing now? Get a job, dude. <laughs> you can't. You can't be at home doing research <laughs> on likes, man. Come on. Yeah, nah, nah. once it gets into God that territory, damn. I'm like, yeah, we're out of here. But then I also, like we talked about on uh, Ask Rapsy, I saw people then retroactively trying to go back and act like the gender reign was better than it was. <laughs> we got to give Miss Flowers because it was an underrated rhyme. Like, come no, on, guys. Like, it cut was it not. Cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. 
<laughs> not underrated. We don't need to go back and get this flowers. No, it's okay. The it funny served a purpose I, that exactly it was supposed to. The funny thing about all of this is that um, we were just here a few months ago where people were saying that Nakamura should get his moment. He should be champion. And they hated that Rollins beat him twice. Hey, man, he would have been champion if they did not have gender beat him twice. Yep. So why are you now saying that, that this was all a good thing? It wasn't? It wasn't good. It was bad. It was it, bad. They, they, they were asking For what it represented, yes, I'm all in. India, uh, the people out there, the culture, probably seeing somebody that looks like you as black men, we know. Yeah, I totally understand. Represented The representation aspect of it, I absolutely understand. Mm-hmm. I understand people um, enjoying uh, gender getting like this elevation on the card as well. He got like the better entrance and everything his his theme music was fire that's mm-hmm. one of the things i will give him credit for his champion he had great theme music um really big fan of his things i really liked them being with him as yeah they were awesome. taking the crazy bumps mm-hmm. um i missed the things i wish the things would have uh stayed with the company mm-hmm. um but yeah the way people were trying to hype up that rain <laughs> like it was underrated i was like oh guys we don't have to do this man we do not have to do this. revisionist history is at we, an all-time we, high. <laughs> we do not have to lie like this, man. It's okay, man. It's like the people that you need to convince aren't... Like, you're not going to convince me. And the people that that think that already think that. So why are you saying this? Y'all are lying, but, you know, I'm with it. Yeah. And to Shane Monster's point, the gender and knock feud was bad. It wasn't so just bad. that... It wasn't just a Nakamura loss. The feud was bad. You mm. had him cutting that promo that was kind of racist. like, mm. and, and I feel like it undermined what his character was up to that point of him being the guy of saying, you guys only boo me because I look different. And then he gets straight into a feud with a Japanese guy, and he's making he's like, stereotypical <laughs> Japanese jokes and like pro- pronouncing L's as R's and things. It's I'm like, like, what? what Why are we doing this? <laughs> doesn't make sense. You were just saying everybody's racist. Why are you being racist? <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. It, it, it was bad. <laughs> Don't hinder gender, Phil. Don't hinder. That, and look, that was funny for the first few weeks. I had a blast laughing at this. Are you kidding me? As a guy that did not want to see Orton as champion again, mm-hmm. I had a ball laughing at that. Mm-hmm. But after that, after the memes were a thing, and after, after we got about our jokes three in, weeks, yeah, it was like, it, all right, it, guys. It, it outlasted its uh, welcome. Um, mm. Yeah. No. All of it's just so silly. Let's get into a few super, super chats before we move forward. Uh, Will Chisholm says, do y'all think we see AJ Lee at the Rumble? We talked about that a little bit. Um, I don't know. I hope so. I think that'd be a cool spot to bring her in. Not to win, though. No, I just, like, as a surprise entrant, I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wildeby says, when do you think we'll see Mercedes? Revolution? Question mark. Also, I just watched American Fiction, Fiction and loved it as an Asian person, but was curious if y'all were going to see it and what y'all thought about it. Um, I'm not up on this American fiction. What's that? Yeah, it's a. I saw some uh, previews of it. It's a movie about a black man. He's an author. So it looks really good. Issa Rae's in it. Like it looks like a movie I would actually watch. Okay. Um, you should definitely look into it. Um, but where Mercedes Revolution, I could see it happening at Revolution if it is going to happen over in AEW. Uh, I don't know. Um. I think that people doing the Mercedes watch every week and then every week she doesn't show up. We got to listen to the complaining. Um, <laughs> I, she's going to show up when she shows up. I just think people just got to wait and see. Um, I yeah. do still think that at this point, chances are very high that it's going to be AW, um, based on all the reports we've seen so far. Um, 
Uh, Zarian seems pretty sure that it's happening. So, mm-hmm. and Zarian is not a guy that just reports things to report it. He's he's usually accurate. Yeah. Um. So I still think she's gonna pop up. Um, in AW, I'm sure she's going to continue to troll people and there's going to still be speculation around Royal Rumble if she's going to be there. Um, we'll see for sure after Royal Rumble yes. speculation turns into if she's not there. Um, but I would assume by Revolution. I'm thinking, uh, I'm, I don't know who's convinced me, but I'm in on this if she is going to AW, the CM Punk style. Yeah. We're in Boston. You know that she's going to be here, but we're not saying it's yeah, type of Boston. debut, you know? Um, yeah. Um, I don't know the next time that AEW's in Boston. So. Yeah. But that's what I would be into. Like, you, we're not saying that she's going to be here, but you know that she's going to be here. So pull up. So maybe yeah. not Revolution, because that's supposed to be Sting's night. Uh, Devil yeah, Kazuya. That is true. I forgot you know about I mean? that part. So maybe not Revolution, because that that is going to be like, he's going to be the biggest talking point of that night. So That's all Sting. Uh, Devil Kazuya27 says, January 13th warning, Tito Ortiz is showing up tonight. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I hope not. I hope he shows up nowhere. If he was the big big TNA signing, I'd be like, you guys, this is not 13 years ago. Uh, Juan Ortega says, Sheeta versus Amanada and Trish versus Julia, women's striving. Yeah, uh, man. Big shout out to Amanada. She's mm. been having a good run so far since she's been back. Uh, two good matches, I feel. Had a really, really good match with Sheeta. Oh, that Sheeta match, bro. Um, man, I've been thinking this for a few weeks, but Rampage is quietly their best show. When Rampage. Did that <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, Rampage was very know. good last night. Um, it was. I watched it. It's been like this for a few weeks, too. It's just like this the show that they kind of hide away. Like, we'll have these matches over here, but the matches are on fire. And I thought the Sheeta and Aminata match was so fucking good. People were talking about it earlier this week. They're like, oh, they have this Japanese-style match. And I was like, all right, let me see. But then you see it, and you're like, oh, shit, they were really going for it. Sheeta, of course, is the MVP of the women's division, has been for a long time. But I think this recent rise of Aminata and her being featured on all these shows, this match was incredible. You guys should definitely check it out. Yes, that makes me think of speaking of AEW Dark. She was big on AEW Dark. She was. And mm-hmm. that was the thing that I kept showing people, like, man, if you've never seen her matches anywhere else, uh, the dark matches are it. This is it. Sign this mm-hmm. woman. That's why when the report came out this week that she signed, I'm like, man, it's, this is long overdue for me right. as somebody that's seen the run on dark, seen the run with Battle Slam. She was at one point the MVP for Battle Slam. She, she was, was. She was having the best matches on those shows. She was the most over on those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, very happy for her, man. I'm really happy that... Um, she came out of the other side of what was going on with her and she's back. Um, condolences her again. Cause she spoke about, you know, her father recently again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very excited to see her back on TV. Very glad to see that the AEW fan base is embracing her and she's having a good matches. African, the first African born women's wrestling women's wrestler in AEW. Um, I think that I could see her being a champion before 2024 is over. I'm thinking the right now the ROH Women's Television Champion, the new championship that they're going to create, might have her name written all over it because uh, they're loving her over there in Ring of Honor too. Like, what a great ascent to the top! And we talked about Tristan Julia tonight is going to fucking bang. Yeah, uh, Bragov says, hey, "What's up, Bragov? Shout out to Bragov." Says, "You guys are dope. Fightful is dope. Appreciate, Appreciate you, Bragov." Uh, Will Chisholm says, Them keep playing, they kept playing Jericho's music was nasty. I did laugh hard though. 
very awkward very 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 awkward <laughs> very very awkward um i'm like oh they're gonna keep playing a song like new jack i don't they don't usually do that but, but see we are. that's that's also why i think gender and sammy gender uh the jericho and sammy are winning i mean aren't winning because um if you got to do that just for if you have to do that in, um <laughs> <laughs> that tells me you're worried about what this win is going to look like. And then how are you going to, you know, finesse this and get fans to not boo it? I don't see Jericho winning tonight. I'm like, if you're worried about this in Florida, like you are very worried. Like that's the place you, I think you don't have to be worried at. Like it would have been fine if you'd have just let Jericho come out. It's fucking Florida. But no, they were like, nah, we're not even going to let it get there. They're I thought it was hella interesting when it's, I'm like, man, we ain't never heard the second verse of Judas. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> People don't even know the words to this. What the hell's yeah. going on? They, yeah, they played it loud. They kept it running until the entire segment was over. Yeah. Probably getting to the bridge and the breakdowns and shit. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never heard this version, but yeah, they're trying to get away. They're trying to nip it in the bud. Where are they at today? Tonight, Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I think, think they're gonna care about the Jericho shit. Like this, again, this is a place where you don't like. I think you'll be fine. They're not gonna be anybody in that crowd that's like well, fuck Jericho. Maybe, but I I still think they're losing. Um, but I do also, too. We also got the Jericho MVP report this week, <laughs> oh, which came with the ink for body for body slam, and uh, you know that was a talking point on the timeline oh, for a minute, my and then God. MVP comes out and tweets, um, you know, you guys heard any rumors lately? <laughs> Now Shout somebody up pulled up his uh um he had like an old Instagram post and it was him and Jericho and he's like this fool keeps avoiding me but you won't be able to avoid me at the Jericho cruise. <laughs> what? You haven't seen it? Yeah, he's like no. I'm going to be at the Jericho cruise. I'm going to see you big dog. <laughs> what? Yes, it's like picture of him wrestling Jericho. He's like, this will keep talking shit and avoiding me. You're not going to be able to avoid me at the Jericho cruise. And he wasn't able to avoid him at the Jericho cruise. I did not see that. that but why incredible. would you? Phil, this man ha was in jail for nine years. What does Yo. Jericho think? Like, why are you you're beefing with the wrong guy? Yo, MVP was like, nah. <laughs> I'm going to see you, see you when I on see you, On your bro. cruise. I'm going to see not, you on your cruise. Ain't nothing straight but straight, then, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see you when I see you, bro. I'm going to see you. You can't get off the boat, bro. <laughs> 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 I want to know where the knockout happened. Like, what, what's going Yo. on here? Like, he pulled oh, up on him. Man. Like, I told you, nigga. Here I am. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, no, I did not see this. That's really funny. <laughs> yes, he's like, got a show on the Jericho cruise, bro. You won't be able to avoid me. Whew. Man, I just don't. But seriously, though, why would you? Why are you beefing with MVP? Like, this is a real nigga. Like, there's some people out here. Well, I mean, but this seen, is a real nigga. We've seen some of MVP's uh, tweets about politics as well. So, yeah, I mean, I see it makes why. sense that they <laughs> might possibly not get along. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that wait a minute. MVP popping, up at the, MVP popping up at the, at the crew. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> but my thing was like, when I read that thing, I'm like, why didn't he just unbook him for the cruise, bro? Like, <laughs> what? You're not coming here. What do you mean? <laughs> 
Like he had a show and everything. Like cancel that show. This nigga's crazy. He's after me. <sighs> oh man, MVP is very much a guy that I still want to interview at some point. Definitely, uh, he's uh, definitely want to interview. Come him. on, and I keep wondering, man. like, what are they doing with him? Why is he not on TV, man? Definitely Why miss him on TV. TV. They still got him attached to Omos, right? Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, what do you think of this um, this new name that they have for Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits? Apparently, their crew is going to be called the Pride. Have you heard about this? Like Lion King, like the, the yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Lashley has it in his bio, the leader of the Pride. Could work. Um, it, oh, it sounds a little intru- It sounds a little odd. It might grow on me. Um, but the pride. The I'm pride? not I, I, off rip. I'm not really seeing it. I'm not hearing it. Um. Yeah, but I mean, you got to get it cracking, man. You got to. You got to. You guys split them belts up. You got to give Street Profits something to do on SmackDown. And I thought it was good that Bobby finally said what I've been saying for the longest. Like, man, give him his match with 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 Roman, man. What's going on, man? This guy's been on SmackDown for about a year. Give him his match. Yeah, like you got a an instant contender right here. Why haven't you guys built to this match? What the hell's he going got on? Instant story. He he beat him at at Royal Rumble. Yeah. What the? Well, sorry, right. he didn't beat him at Royal Rumble. He beat Brock at Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and Roman interfered in that match. But mm-hmm. you've got plenty of history with him and Roman. I, I don't understand why. They haven't done it yet. That's one of those. They're just like keeping them apart. I hate that shit. It's like, well, if we just never put uh, Lashley next to Roman, maybe no one will ever think about it. It's like, no, we're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Bragov says, I'm loving Nick Aldis being the authority with the spine. Jimmy Uso continues to be the most unserious wrestler in the world. Mania match predictions. Um, yeah, I love that Nick Aldis has that has fallen into the category of being like, yeah, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to let you guys mm-hmm. get away with it. I'm not Adam Pierce. I'm not going <laughs> to let you do that over here. We're uh, nah, nah, uh, mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I've loved that about his character so much. And I, I've definitely loved that Raw and SmackDown have distinctly different um, authority figures. I think mm-hmm. that's helped both shows. Um, yeah, really like Nick Aldis as a uh, GM so far. Same. Um, I think that was a great high. Like, I mean, I, I had an idea that it was going to be good when they hired him. But no, it's, yeah. I think it's been even better than expected. <laughs> They've had so so many of the opposite characters as authority figures for a long time that this feels refreshing. Like, it's like, oh, finally, an authority figure that's not awful. Yeah, no, he's been great. Um, I, I think he added so much to SmackDown last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Uso is, is definitely really, really funny. I think initially yeah. when he came back and they did the turn and he was coming back and he was doing the stuff with Roman. I was like, I, I just don't really get the point of this. But um, Jimmy has managed to sell people on it because he's just that funny. Uh, and that was another revisionist history thing where people are like, Jay has always been better than him. I'm like, guys, I remember when people thought Jimmy was the best member of the Usos, man. Mm-hmm. He used to he used to start all the promos. He seemed like the most charismatic. I one. mean, you see it. He's still super charismatic at this moment, you know? Yeah, so I didn't understand why people thought that, but. Yeah, I, I think he's been very, very funny in this role. I think he's been very funny in the stuff that he gets to do backstage. Um, I can't say that I'm any more excited in this one-on-one match that they're getting us towards, but I'm I glad still that both don't of these really... guys are getting to live out their dream. Yeah, I'm happy that you guys are getting to have this brother versus brother thing, but I'm still not. I don't really. I'd rather see them as a tag team still at this point. Yeah, but that's just I, I want to see them as a tag team <clears throat> again, but I also... 
I, I think they got to put some stakes on this as well, man. Like, I don't understand why Jay hasn't, like, challenged for the Intercontinental Championship. Why mm-hmm. you haven't done anything with him. Mm-hmm. If you just put him on Raw, like, give him, like, some of his own storylines away from them. Don't just, like, go, oh, well, he's popular. He is popular, mm-hmm. so do something with him. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, they're just, he, he does the thing. that people like him. It's just <laughs> me, you. <laughs> we need a little bit more, big dog. And then DNC Digital says, hope all is well. The rain match, the rain matches booking terrible, but he looked great as a champion. Great music, the suits. In my opinion, he looked the part. Oh, yeah, I'm assuming you're talking about gender. Yeah, yeah, no, gender oh, yeah, definitely yeah. made a glow up um, as champion, and I appreciated that part of it. Um, but the rain itself, like you said, execution-wise. Yeah, just out. like the look. He looks like a world champion, presented as a world champion, but like everything else, no good. <laughs> did we have answer the second half of his question? Oh, did we, we did, and I was like, thinking that too, the uh, Mania match prediction. We're going to go back to Vergrav. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mania match predictions. Um, I still think it's Punk versus Rollins. I still mm-hmm. think we're getting like the, the ones that seemed like uh, were reported early on. Rhea versus Becky. I'm oh, yeah, because we got a little bit of news also that we haven't got into that your boy Roman ain't even getting on an airplane to go over to Australia. I don't even know why people have been talking about it. I don't know. Who's surprised people, here? I'm not. <laughs> I don't know why people bought into this report about um, them doing that match in Australia. Um I, I didn't really get that one. I, I don't. I never believed it at all. Why you would think this company would pursue this match for almost three years at this point, and then you possibly got it on the table, and you go, well, let's let's just do it in Australia. <laughs> no, I don't think. <laughs> to you're do uh, that. they said it's going to be on at like four or five a.m. in America. Like you guys, you think they're no, going to they... have Roman and The Rock on at seven a.m. over in America? No. No, this is a WrestleMania match. I feel like that's going to, if if this match is happening, I feel like it's happening at WrestleMania. Um, if this now, match is happening, it'd be dumb as hell to not put it on WrestleMania 40 again, you guys. Come on. Yeah. I mean, hey, could possibly be wrong. Maybe it'll end up in Australia, but I just don't buy it at all. From a business it. standpoint, that just doesn't make sense. Um, if if he wasn't, if he wasn't already factored in the plans, if they haven't been advertising him already, they're not going to change plans because Twitter thinks that Cody should yeah. get the, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Twitter thinks Cody should get the chart. Let's change it. Send Roman to Australia. Let's do the rock match. No. <laughs> no. Um, and of course, you know, Twitter being Twitter, I saw people going, all right, well, um, Roman just tweeted out the, the, the ticket announcement for Elimination Chamber. So look, and I'm like, that's not the same as him being promoted for the show. If you right. look at all of the promotional material for Elimination Chamber, he's not on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been the case from the beginning. I, I don't know why people. No, no, I don't know why people bought into this idea. That, no, and, and, and Roman could very much end up on that card. That could change. He could, but I, I don't know if I buy that. That's where you're going to do the rock match. The worst idea I've heard this week, though, and the funniest is wrestle the Rock on night one, and then wrestle Cody on night two. I'm like, do you guys? This guy wrestled ten times the whole last year. You not think he's about to go back-to-back? Back? Yeah, I'm saying it's not going to work for me. No. Oh, I'm going to wrestle twice? Yeah, okay. Not going to work for me, brother. That guy is, is wrestling on night two. He is a night two main event guy. He's main made event. That clear. There's one <laughs> match, kidding. dude. That's it. No, he, he, he will be on night two, probably wrestling either Cody or Rock. And I feel like it's going to be either or. People that are also saying it should be the triple threat. Also a dumb idea. Either. Yeah, I think no, either no. it's either going to be the Rock match or it's going to be the Cody match. 
if you got the rock, that's the match that's happening. But the, right, uh, right. honestly, we talked about it. They might not have the rock. Well, this also could be some. Just could he could have just came and teased when he did the should I sit at the head of the table? It could be happening later this year. Like we don't really know anything at this point. This could be all just a red herring. Um, yeah. And I think the the big uh, the big sign that it could be a red herring is uh, the Cody interview he did this week with uh, Justin. Uh, from um, Sports Illustrated, where he's talking about how all of these obstacles, I'm ready for it. And when you look at it from a story point of him losing last year and then coming this year, and now you've got you've got Punk in your way mm-hmm. at Royal Rumble, you've got The Rock, um, The Rock possibly in a way. You've mm-hmm. got you've got uh, I keep saying gender. You've got <laughs> gender on the brain. <laughs> you've got uh, Shinsuke Nakamura also in a way you've got all of these obstacles now you've got like this rose gallery of guys that are trying to stop you from finishing the story and i think that in itself has worked i think that um even having brock apart as that as well worked but i i just i don't know i i have to see it to believe it at this point that the rocket mm-hmm. match is going to happen because we've been <laughs> we've been speculating about it for so long and every year we do the same thing and it doesn't happen so if it happens hey I totally understand it from a business point of view. I do think you should just go with the Cody match at this point. I do think that Cody should win the <laughs> title. But I also wouldn't be surprised with the way that they do things if they go with Rock versus Roman and Roman retains and holds that belt to SummerSlam. Yep. Ho- Rock's gonna Roman's going to beat that Hulk Hogan record. A couple of things that to bring into mind. Again, WrestleMania 40. It's in Philadelphia. The Rock's first WrestleMania main event. WrestleMania 15, where was it? Philadelphia. Listen, there's all these connections here. The reason that I think The Rock, they wouldn't have did that tease. (laughs) They wouldn't have did that tease without there being something behind it. The Rock, they wouldn't have had him set head on the table without there being something behind it. And it's the 40th anniversary of WrestleMania. What's the biggest fucking match, dude? The Rock. How much money do you need, dude? What can we do to get you over here? Please help us, Dwayne. <laughs> World star before rap. You ain't even know that. <laughs> yeah, but um, like we said, things could change. They could send Roman to wrestle to, to Australia. But I also that's also the other dumb idea. Oh, send him to Australia and do the Cody match, and then he loses there. I'm like, do you guys are you listening to yourself? It, it, <laughs> do you guys like money? Match. That's another thing. I don't think you're going to use Roman's first loss on a show that's no. like four in the morning, whatever. If you're going to do his first no. loss, you're going to do it on the biggest stage possible. If it's not a SummerSlam or like one of your big main pay-per-views, it's going to be a WrestleMania, man. I, yeah. don't, I don't see it happening in Australia. I can't. Like, uh, I know the people the, the people on the other side of the world are like, you Americans are blah, blah, blah. This is an American wrestling company. They're going to cater to us by showing us a primetime WrestleMania match and not Roman Reigns at 6 a.m. The brother wasn't even going. That's wasn't the funniest even, part. It's like, no, you're not even booked. <laughs> not even not even booked so far. And I mean, they might, even, might not even have the actual official plan for that show, and that's why I'm saying this could always change. Um, but I don't think, um, yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> don't see it. Um, but we shall see. We yep. shall see. Uh, we got a couple more super chats. Uh, Will Chisholm says, "Poor Bailey, she just don't know that she's getting jumped out." But I still think she's winning the Rumble. Um, yeah, the closer and closer we get to the Rumble, we got the big news that she resigned as well. 
and just like a lot of the language in her announcement about resigning definitely leads me to believe that she could win the rumble um she talked about you know there's stuff she still wanted to do there was one last thing she hasn't done and yeah it really feels like she's gonna win the rumble i think it's it, it, it the favorites have to be her and becky at this point but yeah, oh, I laughed very hard when uh, she tried to throw Bianca out the ring last night, <laughs> and then she tried to distract the ref, like, "Oh, my knee! Look at my knee!" And the entirety of Damage Control was just standing there, right in front of Bianca, just looking at her, like, "I ain't touching her." I'm like, <laughs> so wrong. I'm just gonna leave her. I ain't <laughs> very, She tried very to do funny. the old distraction method, and it did not work. <laughs> very, very funny. And then she got backstage and was like, "What happened to you guys? What? Why'd you just leave me hanging?" She, they were like, "Oh, we thought you want to beat her by yourself," and they were all. <laughs> <laughs> just being very coy about it all of it was very very funny i think the damage control stuff has been really good since survivor series um mm-hmm. it's been one of the best things um uh, that they're doing on smackdown constantly entertaining yeah i would not be mad once once percent i actually would be very happy if bailey does pick out the win well deserved one of the unsung heroes of yeah. the women's revolution has been to bat for WWE, WWE, women's wrestling, and everything for so long, like, well-deserved. And beyond that, I think also since Survivor Series, she has been playing a really great role of, I know the writing's kind of on the wall, but also, like, these are still the homies. I'm still trying to get shit going. Like, I really like what she's doing. So if she got the win, I'd be all in. Um, Yeah, I also very much like the idea that um, this is kind of like – of course, all of these people are ready to throw you out of this group because this is like your Legion of Doom. This is like yeah. your, this is like your role gallery. Um, how long did Dakota have to deal with people comparing her to Bailey for the longest time, and mm-hmm. her, you know, having to stand out on her own and show people like I'm not just like some generic Bailey clone? And then, um, of course, Bailey lost the NXT Women's Championship to Oscar, was never able to beat Oscar. Um, and then you've got Kyrie. She beat Kyrie up, and that was the last we saw of her before she left WWE. All of them, in some way, have some like small beef with her, and so mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think the story they're building here makes a lot of sense. I don't really buy into people going, "Oh, well, none of them are her friends." That's setting up for a real friend to come back. Maybe I wouldn't buy into that just yet. Ah. I think I think that she is, of course, playing it up to tease people because she learned from the best um, because her friend is a worker. And I think Bailey's a worker, too. Um, Now, wouldn't be mad if this leads to Bailey and Sasha uh, going up against damage control. But I really don't think this is the story here. I think this is leading to her possibly challenging EO for the title at WrestleMania. Uh Uh-huh. That's a good story to tell. Uh, Will Chisholm also says, big ups to the GOAT R-Truth for having the top-selling shirt with the Judgment Day. That segment this week on Raw was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Honestly. Hard <laughs> truth. I don't know I how died. this guy manages to do it every time, but I this died. guy is really, really funny. Man. Mm-hmm. It's been so long, Phil. Like he debuted, I think, in twenty in two thousand in WWE. Maybe ninety nine even. And he's been through it's been such a roller coaster of a career. Like he's been in top spots he's been in bottom spots he's been in he's been around the world but to still be so entertaining maybe even more entertaining at this point is a sight to see man that promo this week was so funny he's so natural he's so witty he's so entertaining like a legend a legendary figure and he's still it seems like he's gonna get even funnier getting even better as he gets older it's crazy yeah 
Uh, shout out to our truth, man. Such a good guy. If we get a WWE interview, our truth one would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, Shucky Ducky Quack Quack says, "Don't hinder gender in Kinder or on Tinder." <laughs> Gender's a uh, Tinder profile sounds really. really Gender's funny. Tinder profile. That sounds really really funny. <laughs> That's all of our super chats for now. Again, appreciate everybody. Y'all are dope. Check. See if we have Humper Chats. Of course, you can send us your Humper Chats at humperchat.com slash Fightful. Humpies. Okay. Uh, I think we got, oh, got one from Nelson Muntz. He says, uh, big congratulations to Queen Amanada for getting signed and winning the four-way in ROH. Uh, there's no way she's wrestling Sheeta twice on AWTV and not being signed already. Yeah, uh, again, really happy to see her getting her flowers at the moment. And I think she's been overdue for a contract. She's one of those wrestlers I've been saying for years should be on TV. All the way back to when she was in that uh, tag team match on SmackDown with uh, Kabuki Warriors. I'm like, she just has something, man. They got Somebody's got to sign her. Mm-hmm. Uh from Tony P, he says to add to add on to yourself getting cast in on Raw Theory, an even crazier idea, which you know they would do. Uh, use it as a vehicle to make Punk Champ going into WrestleMania against Seth. Uh, you know they would. I don't. I actually don't think that. I don't think that this is leading to Punk being champion. Um, and I don't think he wants to be champion. I could be off, but I don't think he wants to be champion. Um, I think if he if you're gonna give him the win. Um, I could see them possibly doing it at WrestleMania, but I don't even see it happening then. I don't think he's going to win. Um, and this it's not just that I don't think him, he wants to be champion. That just doesn't fit into the way WWE does things. It They're not going to bring this guy back that has trashed this company for 10 years and bring him straight back and make him champion. They didn't even do that for Cody. You think they're no. going to do that for Punk? No. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, especially in storyline-wise. Like, I see them wrestling on night one of WrestleMania, but, yeah, I see Seth beating him. I don't see yeah. – I can't see Punk doing – all that, even in kayfabe storyline first, I can't see him doing all that and coming back and just getting this. <laughs> he yeah, gets the it, WrestleMania match and he wins the belt. Get, ah, that would be yeah, crazy. Getting the main event and winning. I think it's either one. I think he's probably right. going to get the main event, but I think he's going to lose. Um, and to be honest with you, I think Rollins needs to win. I don't he think does. he should lose. Um, I think. I think that's what, the most important thing about it is Rollins needs to beat him. Yeah, I don't, and I'm not saying that he needs to win because the guy has going on a streak an undefeated streak um, starting last year but i mean in terms of what their story and what their feud means i don't mm -hmm. think it makes sense for punk to come back and beat him no it doesn't and like i i just want to have a shout out to tony p a petty moment of the week of like you talked all that shit and we let our homie beat your ass like that's what i would do but that's just me of course <laughs> and that's why i feel like wwe's not going to just give him a championship win they, no they, they've set up um, Rollins is being their guy, and like, mm -hmm. I just don't see him beating him in his first WrestleMania. Now, especially, especially also when you tie it to that's how Cody came to the company. He beat Cody. I mean, Cody beat him three times. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's gonna happen for Punk, bro. Now, I don't see it. It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world if Punk walks out of WrestleMania as the World Heavyweight Champion. It would complete his story. But I just don't think that that's going to happen. If he if he wins, I think he's getting cashed in on. I don't think he's going to keep uh -huh. it. Mm -hmm. But I also just don't think he's going to win. I could be wrong, but I just think just looking at all of this, 
just don't see it, man. Um, but I'm very excited to see where this goes. I do think he's going to win the Rumble. That is my prediction. Is he? Listen. Um, if, I guess that if, makes if, the if most I'm, sense. If we're sitting in Tampa in two weeks and the night ends with CM Punk pointing at the sign, <laughs> I feel like my brain is going to explode because none of that, nothing in that sentence makes sense. It doesn't. CM Punk's pointing at the sign and you're like, what sign? The WrestleMania sign? Because he just won the Royal Rumble? No, you're lying. You told yeah. me this five years ago, I'd be like, shut up, dude. Don't even yeah, talk. No, but I mean, I guess my thing is with the Rumble, if it's not Punk, who is it? Um, I, I made the strongest case for Gunther for months, but I think right now. That doesn't tell a story that I'm thinking no, they're going to tell at the, WrestleMania, you know? I think the biggest story is Punk and Rollins, and they've, mm-hmm. and they've been setting up seeds for Punk versus Rollins since he got back. Um, yeah, I don't, unless Rollins is not champion at uh wrestlemania i don't know how you get to that match if he doesn't win the rumble so if we don't get to the rock and roman how do you get cody back to the main event of wrestlemania i don't know that's why i'm like okay say we do do cody well how do we get there he wins Uh, the elimination chamber one number one contendership yeah i guess Maybe an elimination chamber is going to be a one-on-one match or a number one contender match, but I don't think Cody's winning the Rumble. I'd be really surprised if he wins the Rumble two years in a row. That's yeah. rarefied there. There's only four people that have done that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the story he's telling, though, they would it would make a lot of sense for his story, for him to win two years in a row. But I just can't would. see him doing it. It would, but I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm buying it. Mm. Good luck. That's why I'm like, if he finishes it, like I can see him finishing the story at SummerSlam because they can, or after, because you can get to it some way. But like, I don't think he's going to win the Rumble and the Elimination Chamber thing could work, but I don't, I don't know if that's the best way to get to that match. Again, I'm telling you, none of these sentences make sense, but Royal Rumble ending with Punk and Cody being the final two. And Punk throwing Cody out of that out of that ring <laughs> and proceeding to point at the sign while Cody sits on the ramp like <laughs> Cena did after he lost at WrestleMania to The Rock. <laughs> that oh, doesn't make Matt, sense. What if The Rock wins? Uh, <laughs> please don't. Please don't. <laughs> what if The Rock wins? He has to get his title match against Roman. So Roman comes out next week or the week after and he's like you guys keep talking about the rock but what why does he deserve a title match what the fuck has he ever done to deserve a title match he's he hasn't rock. wrestled in blah 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 roman's like i don't care about that i'm roman only way he's gonna beat me is if he wins the royal rumble <laughs> he he's the rock he don't need to he doesn't win, need to win the rumble to get a title shot <laughs> but in roman in storyline he's the god it doesn't matter he's like i don't care about none of that he has in order to face me you gotta have something you just let L.A. Knight wrestle you for less. <laughs> the Rock's winning this, Phil. Get over it. <laughs> and yeah, I would hate that. I really That'd be don't so want nasty. The Rock to win. That'd be so Rumble. nasty. Um, yeah, no, no. What I, about I, a um, we're a, a, a off the wall pick? None of these people. What if they do that? Because I'm still under the impression, like, what if we get a surprise pick, man? I think I think Punk coming back and winning his first Rumble in ten years is a pretty goddamn big surprise 
Okay. Uh, nothing about that seems like um, no anybody would have predicted that five yeah. months ago. Right. Two months ago at this point. Shit. Um, yeah, I mean, that one makes the most headlines. Yeah. Um, but again, I feel like that's the best way to get him that, get him the main event, but also be able to hand him a loss at WrestleMania. Right. But who knows? Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll just demand a match. But we'll I think, but it also makes me think the other reason I think he's won the Rumble is because they made a point to have he's not wrestled at all on television. He hasn't. And so he has done nothing to kind of lead to that match other than the promos. Mm-hmm. There has to be something to get us there. Yeah, and that's why yeah, I, I think the Royal Rumble is to win. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, and speaking of which, had a very good segment with Drew McIntyre. I got to give Drew his credit, man. Drew has been really, really good since he's come back. Mm-hmm. I think all of the story stuff he's doing really good. His promos have been fire. The matches have been really good. Um, if I'm them, man, you got to try and lock this guy up, man. This guy for the 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 from the end of 2023 into this year, he's been fantastic. Yeah, they got to send that guy some money. Send him a bag because he is. I think he's showing them like, oh, you guys better fucking you better see what's going on here. I'm one of those guys you don't want to let go. I'm out here cooking. I'm out here doing everything you guys want me to do even better than you expect me to do. Yeah, he's one of those like, yo, y'all better get on it because he will be out of here and he will be a very hot free agent. Yeah, I mean, coming back, having the good matches, holding his own in a a promo segment with Punk, um, I thought he... I thought he made a, a very a bunch of very valid points in his in his promo, mm-hmm. um, but I thought Punk's comeback was really good. Uh, again, have to give them their credit because um, we were all scratching our heads after that first Punk promo. Like, oh man, do we what really this? want this? Yeah. He's been kind of cooking ever since then. I mean, all it's promos. Punk. Yeah. But I, I said that after the first promo, he just needs motivation. He needs somebody to stand across that ring and speak to. Um, mm-hmm. If you're just having him just come out there and say that I'm happy to be here stuff, that's not nearly as interesting as what we know Punk can do. Right. Uh, James Zimmerman brings up a point that I thought about when we're talking about the Royal Rumble. Uh, Lex and Brett ending for Cody and Punk. They go out at the same time. Maybe. It's hard to it's hard to do that, though. We saw how that. <laughs> it's a hard spot to do for sure. Yeah. It's very, very. Uh, and I don't know if Cody and Punk are the ones to. They're not the super most coordinated wrestlers in the world. I don't know. Punk if they is definitely not the most coordinated guy. So I don't know <laughs> if you want to try and do that one. Um but it could work though. It could, but they haven't done it. What since Cena and Batista when Vince broke all his shit trying to get in the ring? <laughs> yeah, I will say though, like it with all of this around, like what could be the main event of, of both nights. I do think that it's not predictable. And I think that that's a great thing. Yes, uh, this is the most I've been excited for the men's rumble in a while. Mm-hmm. Same here. I think it's uh it's pretty open because like Gunther's still in the running. Like he still could come out and Gunther's bring out still a victory. In the um, yeah, I, I'm saying that Punk is my prediction, but you know, something else could happen here. Maybe Drew's gonna win this round. Maybe Drew. Yeah, Drew does have a dog in the fight too. Bobby Lashley, we talked about, like, you know what I mean? Like they could pull some kind of swerves. I think it's a good position to exist in. And that's why earlier when we we're talking about surprise entrances, I'm like, I don't know how many you really need because the men got a really good story they can tell over there with yeah. a bunch of different wrestlers. 
we had one more humper chat mm -hmm. we moved on uh or did i get it oh no i, I read it already it was the tony mm -hmm. p one where he's oh uh, uh, yeah he was saying to add to the to the rollins theory that mm -hmm. he did lose um yeah curious to see what happens with royal rumble i am excited for it i think it's going to be a good rumble hopefully um i still was very much frustrated that the first rumble i ever went to was the rumble where brock won and it was a and it was an <laughs> awful rumble it was an awful night all around it was one of the best it was a wor one of the worst pay-per-views of that year in my opinion mm -hmm. and I was just like, that's the one where edge came back though wasn't it no, that? that was the, that was the year uh, Ronda made her return. In the oh, Rumble. that sucked. That was that was that when she won the Rumble. That was the year where they op opened with uh, Rollins versus Roman. They gave us the DQ finish. Awful. And then you know we had Brock versus um, um, Bobby as well, and Roman came out and interfered, and that's how oh god Bobby won the championship back. It was a not a good pay per view. Um, we had uh, Beth and Edge versus uh, Miz and Maurice on that mm. card as well. Not a good pay-per-view. Mm -mm. Not a good pay-per-view. This, this sign kept catching on fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not a good pay-per-view. Bad juju surrounding that one, for sure. So I'm hoping my second time going to Rumble will be a better show. <laughs> mm -hmm. Florida. Where was yeah. the first? Where was that one at? St. Louis? Was that St. Louis? St. Louis. That was mm. the same weekend we uh, interviewed Jay Cargill. <laughs> Wow, what a time. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Doesn't Wasn't last year, right? Two years ago? No, that was uh, 2022. Wow. Doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Time. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, probably one more topic. Then we're going to slide out of here. Going to hit you with another word from our sponsors. We'll be hit that one. BetOnline.ag is the official betting partner of Fightful. 100% of the time when you get the odds from Fightful, they are coming from BetOnline.ag. And it's not just wrestling. It's not just MMA and boxing. It's football. It's basketball, baseball, hockey. They have the earliest lines. You can bet big with the high limits and rebet functionality. They have the fastest payouts with winnings paid in minutes and the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit. They've been trusted for 25 plus years. It's not some fly-by-night company. BetOnline AG has been there. They've done that. In addition, they're trusted by millions. They've got VIP rewards programs and a ton of popular games. BetOnline.ag, that's where I go to make my bets. That's where I suggest you go to, my friends. Please just bet what you can and bet responsibly. Um, Autistic Weirdo says, uh, Phil, chances are Rumble will be bad as well because WWE cares more about headlines than a good product. Um, that's very much true, but I refuse to believe that this Rumble could any could possibly be as bad as that Rumble. I don't know if you guys remember how bad that Rumble was. That was the, the year that, um, <laughs> that was the year Shane came back, remember? <laughs> <laughs> remember Shane, um, didn't Shane eliminate AJ Styles in that? Yeah, yeah. And then he had the, the back and forth with KO. And th that, that was a bad, bad rumble, bro. <laughs> I remember the collective groan when Ronda came out and people were like, oh, this is not going to be good. And then it wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that was Sasha's last rumble as well. She had oh, yeah. Sailor Moon gear on. Mm -hmm. um, that was but, a highlight, though. That was great. Yeah, it was a highlight. She mm -hmm. definitely uh, flipped the internet on his head that night mm -hmm. when she had to split on people. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't gagged us as they say. 
That rumble was not good, buddy. Mm-mm. Not a good rumble. They could have kept it. Definitely could have kept that. Um, AW made its return to Jacksonville for AW come Homecoming this week. I thought both shows were good. I thought Dynamite was good, as we said earlier. Rampage was very good. Probably the best AEW show of the week for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of talking points out of Homecoming. Um, I am definitely one of those people coming out of the Continental Classic that was concerned about, all right, what does AEW programming look like without the Continental Classic? Um, and so far, so good. Um, mm-hmm. The first two uh, episodes of the year have been solid. I I I think that they've done good things with Joe as champion. Um, they seem to be keeping the course with uh, Swerve coming out of last year with the momentum that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that uh, Hangman is still a big fixture on the show as well. I feel like the segment with those three was the best thing on the show. Yep. Um, continues to, but that's not a surprise because the uh, Hangman and Swerve stuff last year was some of the best stuff that they've done. So yep. it's continued to be consistent this year. Yeah, I was really coming out of that show. That probably was my favorite thing too. Like, there's been a couple of these weeks where the segments with these guys have been the best thing in the show. The backstage segments with Max and Hangman that Joe interrupted, or the backstage segment with Max and Swerve that Joe interrupted. Like, bringing that out to the forefront, I think it's great. Bringing everybody out individually, everybody get a pop and everything. Super great stuff. Having everybody leave and then the bat signal with Hook and then Hook coming out. And Hook. Yeah, I thought it all was really great work. I like seeing Samoa Joe with the suit. His confidence is on $20 billion at this point. Him instigating on the side, being like, Nana, get your boy. Nana, get your boy. Like, a great role was being played here. Swerve, confidence is on 1000 also. He's really serious about taking that damn belt from Samoa Joe. You can, like, feel it in his talking points. Hangman also got a great, uh, I think, starting out the show with him and Claudio to establish that. Yeah, really good match. Hangman's a bad motherfucker still. Don't forget, here's a win, blah, blah, blah. I thought that all of that was really good stuff going into this promo that I thought helped out everybody in the thing. Yeah, um, I, I really like that Joe has come in and he's been a distinctly different champion than Max in a lot of ways because yep. I think we needed that. Um, glad to see the black strap back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the new design, which it looks like they clawed an audible because the other design leaked and fans were very much not happy with it. <laughs> uh, so it looks like they kept like kind of like a hybrid of the designs where they kept like the original logo on the main plate and then mm-hmm. they added the side plates onto the side. Um, still looks green, still one of the best belts in, in wrestling. Yeah. Um, and that belt looks really, really good on Samoa Joe, man. That guy was out there looking clean. He had the suit on. He was talking that talk. I uh, was like, man, y'all keep y'all comments to y'all to yourself. Keep that whole mm-hmm. ass shit over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all real. All real conversation from Samoa Joe. I love it. Yeah, loved it. Loved that segment. Like you said, loved the opening match with uh, Claudio and Hangman. Um I thought the women's eight-woman eight match was really good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was a good way to get the women on the card. Of course, I think the women's match on Rampage was much better. Yeah, that's um, fire. But I thought, uh, I thought everybody came out of the eight-woman match looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, I continue to be impressed at how over Julia Hart is. I think the presentation yeah. with her is really good. Um, her entrance was one of the ones that really popped with the new setup with like the big screen on 
the main side. I thought the setup in Daly's place was really cool. I thought it mm-hmm. looked unique. Um, it looked a lot different than anything we see at any other wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like that's been the case with Daly's place since they started there, where it's just such a different setup. It's such a different location for wrestling. And I think that they've maximized that with the new setup. Yeah, I think that that's needed more in wrestling. Like, that's what I thought coming into AEW, I thought we're going to get more venues that are kind of like on the different, present a different thing. Because when you turn on the TV, it's like as a wrestling fan, I'm so used to turning on a wrestling program and seeing WWE, seeing the big arena, seeing all the lights, seeing all blah, blah, blah. So if I turn on and think and and it's a different company and you're presenting kind of the same thing. I'm going to be comparing it to that off rip. If you're a wrestling fan, a casual wrestling fan and all you know is WWE and you click on AEW and they're in the same arena, they have the same it's going to it, you're going to be judged on a different thing. I think if they continuously I kind of want to see more of that in 2024. Book some different venues, book a smaller venue like you don't have yeah. to do all basketball stadiums. Book a 6,000 venue seat venue, book a 7,000. These ones with different looks. That's why if I'm passing by on TV and you're presenting something different than the other guys are, I might be more likely to stay. But I thought that this was the look and the atmosphere I thought just helped this program out even more. Like Dynamite was good, but the crowd made it great, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, Daily's place is special for AEW. Daily's place. They spent they spent so much time there during the pandemic. It's the home base for the company. So that crowd's always gonna gonna bring it for those shows. And mm-hmm. I I figured this was gonna be a good show because of what Daily's place meant. Um, I was one of those people where they were saying, "Hey, why would you bring Mercedes here and debut her here?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but it's not like Daily's place is just any venue for AEW. Like mm-hmm. this is." A special place for them. That's the place where Brody debuted. That's the place where a lot of other people debuted. So I wouldn't have been mad if she debuted here. Right. Um, of course, we didn't get that, but I wouldn't have been mad at it. Um, we got so many other talking points for tonight. Of course, we got the biggest talking point is the return mm-hmm. of the Young Bucks and the soft announcement that they're going to be uh, Darby and Sting's opponents coming up at Revolution. They will basically be Sting's final wrestling match, which of course set the internet ablaze because people are like, why would they do this? Uh, why is Tony forcing them to do this? I <laughs> I did not understand that talking point at all. I didn't understand why people jumped to that conclusion, especially with the way that Tony talks about Sting and how Come much on. he has talked about wanting him to go out on his own terms and how much he appreciates things time like i respect this guy but no i'm forcing him to do the match i want to do i just don't see that and and you know Sting has told us from the longest he told us in the in the ringer article that he had a plan for how he wanted to end his career he had an idea for he wanted to be his last opponent um and he also told us it wasn't going to be a singles match and so Mm -hmm. once you tell us that that narrows down who it can be um, and once you say it's going to be a tag match, all right, there's only a few tag teams in the company. There's like three tag teams we can talk about at this point. Yeah, that are like synonymous with what AEW means and would it would be an important moment for him to go out wrestling them. And it makes a lot of sense for it to be the Bucks. The Bucks, the company would not exist without the Bucks. Come on. And so um, I can very much see Sting feeling like, all right, this is a company that gave me uh, my last run in wrestling, and I really appreciate that. And who else would I be willing to have that match with and have a big moment with? Other, if it's not going to be Kenny Omega because I'm not having a singles match, it makes a lot of sense for it to be the Bucks. People being uh, weird about this are so funny. Like, 
Why would Sting? Sting's not going to do nothing he doesn't want to. He could today be like, I'm done wrestling here, and there's nothing that Tony could do about it. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to, that's not how this all works. Historically, like I said online, um, when a wrestler's going to retire, they pick their own match and they usually are going to lose in that match. And then a hell of people are like, well, what about Kurt Angle? I don't know what the hell happened with Kurt Angle. I don't know why they let him fucking or why he let them put him in a match with Baron Corbin, but that's a different but he's spoken about that a few times on his podcast of that's now he how he wanted his retirement to go. Exactly. Um, so I, I think that that's a different that's a completely He's basically saying this is not what I want. If I yeah. would have had my choice, which historically is a thing, I would have wrestled like this. So again, here it's like you guys think they would put Sting out with something he don't want to do in his last fucking match with all that he's done for the company? That doesn't make sense. It's the yeah. Young Bucks. I know people have uh, this way. Some people think this way about the Young Bucks. Some people hate them. But industry-wide, they are considered the greatest tag team of all time, greatest tag team of today. That's how people feel. And Sting feels that way. He feels like they are who they are for a reason. And he's having this last match against them because what other tag team would he have against in AEW? It's AEW. It's the Young Bucks. It's Revolution when they have had some of the best matches of all time of the AEW at Revolution. It just makes so much sense. Think about back to that match that they had at Forbidden Door. Sting looked like he was having so much fun in there with the Young Bucks and that that six man. Like yeah. this makes sense. Yeah, uh, and I mean, also when you tie it to uh, him, his time with Darby and the company, how they're still undefeated as a tag team, and if you're closing his time with AEW, you, you kind of have to put a bow on their run. Got to put a bow on it. Team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like. It, it, to put a bow on it, you either have to chase some tag team gold, which I very much am in the in the camp of. I think they're going to win the belts eventually. Um, but also, the biggest tag team for the to wrestle at this point in the company is the Young Bucks. They've already had the FTR match. Um, who else on that level is there for them to wrestle? Um, Lucha Bros. I don't think that that feels as important. It would probably be a good match. Yeah, but. I, I think it's nowhere near as, as important. It's nowhere near as, as monumental as wrestling the Young Bucks. Well, everybody this week was like, I mean, the opposing tag team was FTR is what people think that it should have been. I, I, I don't really get that. I don't really get that. Like, again, they had the FTR match. And then on yeah. top of that, I don't feel like where FTR are right now with their run with AEW, it just doesn't feel, it, it isn't the same. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Um. Yeah, the FTR talk, I'm like, no. Well, just because FTR is a great tag team, yeah, but they already had the match. It's fun. like the Young Buck thing makes a lot more sense for your final match in AEW, final match of all time, Young Bucks. It's just like makes more sense to me as the as this situation goes. I understand why people want FTR just because, I mean, they're great. They're, they could do a Southern-style tag match. It'll be a good note to leave off on, but the Young Bucks match just makes more sense. No, I, I, I don't even agree that it'll be a good match to leave off on. I think the the Bucks match makes more sense. It just mm. does. Because, um, I, I mean, again, th- these guys are undefeated as a tag team. Right. Um, going into his last match as a tag team, and he's already said on TV that he feels like Darby is his best tag team partner. Mm-hmm. There's only a handful of guys. At one point, I thought maybe it was going to be the Copeland and Christian match. Mm-hmm. Um, but, nah, Bucks makes more sense. Yeah. Um, we also got um, 
because the Bucks returned. They have not been on TV um, since uh, they effectively turned heel. They came back with the new look. They came <laughs> back with the stash and uh, the the white and black suits. Um, I dug it. I thought it was a good way it. to end the show. Um, <laughs> I I thought it it felt like a major moment for Daly's place. Um, I liked it. Um, I'm curious to see where this goes. Um, we got those reports early in the year that they were going to do this Buck Camp thing, and uh, Cutler tweeted afterwards uh, his thing <laughs> from the Young Bucks Camp. I don't know how much I'm going to be continuing to do this Bucks Camp thing moving forward. I'm willing to see what they do with it, but it kind of seems inherently silly. Um, and I don't know if it's the best idea to, you know, be doing these tongue-in-cheek references to brawl out in the punk stuff, especially with punk being back on TV. Um, but again, I'll see how it, how it plays out. Yeah, there's some elements of this that I think could work, but if we're leaning in on the we use our authority to get people fired type thing, essentially, I don't think it's going to work. I think there are things that they could do, like we're EVPs, we blah, blah, blah. We kind of like use our authority to do things, but there shouldn't be any kind of connecting ties to that shit that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I also feel like um, doing that is why the Bucks match with Sting and Darby makes even more sense. Because exactly. If you are telling me, again, if after the Joe segment that we're probably bringing back the records and the rankings, um, it makes the most sense for Darby and Sting to get the title match because they're undefeated. Mm -hmm. um, there's no reason to give the Bucks the title match right now unless nope. they use their power to demand a title match. Mm -hmm. um, and so, again, all of the story stuff that they're building around it out of that, I think, makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, and that's where I'm landing, too. I think going into that show, one of these two teams is going to be AEW World Tag Team Champion. So. Yeah, especially now that they're going to have to pivot out of the Jericho stuff because uh, two weeks ago, I was begrudgingly sitting here like, all right, Jericho and Omega or Jericho and Sammy will be tag team champions. But now that I feel like they're going to have to pivot, I think it makes perfect sense um, because they're undefeated for Sting and Darby to win the titles. Mm -hmm. And I can see that happening very soon, man, because, like, Revolution's coming up, and I think that you want to establish a little bit of that run with Sting, because I kind of had the idea maybe the Young Bucks are the champions into going into Revolution, and then Sting and Darby defeat them and then sting retires as the tag champs and they start over but i think give them the championships give them a few title runs before sting's over and then that's kind of the legacy he leaves it's like he only won one championship just a tag team championship him and darby had a few runs and then that was it yeah um i'm here for all of it i think that they yeah. did a good job of kind of building it up i i like the execution of it um and i think it's gonna be fun i think it's gonna be a fun program i think if nothing else it's gonna be a good match because it's the bucks and mm -hmm. you know that's their domain tag team wrestling and mm -hmm. again if they're if their um manifesto uh, coming into this year or not even this year coming into founding this company was making tag team wrestling a main event making tag team wrestling one of the biggest parts of the show. Um, the 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 biggest thing coming out of Revolution is Sting's retirement. And yeah. so I think it makes a lot of sense for those guys to look at that and go, all right, he's in a tag team. Yeah, tag team wrestling should be the focus coming out of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it needs to be in general. Like, I like what they're doing recently. The Young Bucks coming back, I think, helps a lot, especially with after, like, 
that promo that when Mark Quinn came back and Isaiah Cassidy, the what the uh, what Private Party did and said about the tag team division. And then this is what kind of how you're going to start the year with the Sting and Young Bucks talk. I think it's a good a good indicator for what the rest of the year is going to look like. Very important. Finishing Revolution, I think, with the big tag match and Sting thing is going to help it out also. Uh, Shea Monster says along those lines, Young Bucks doing the HBK flair. I'm sorry. I love you. Double super kick on Sting only to have him no sell it. Please. Yeah, I think that's going to be dope. Um, all right. There's so many good things that they can do with this. Um yeah, I don't. I really didn't get why people were upset, but I also had to remember people just don't like the Young Bucks. That's um, it. Mm-hmm. And so the second they came back, it was going to be divisive. And we're mm-hmm. in such a, a such an interesting time period with the Bucks, where um, a lot of people that were either WWE fans or they weren't New Japan fans, weren't AEW fans, they didn't understand the appeal of the Bucks, so they mm-hmm. already didn't like them. But now you have more. AEW fans than ever before that don't like them. And so right. it's just such an interesting territory for them to be in. Um, yeah. This is the most negative um, I've seen conversation around the Bucks like ever. Um, but I think that that's where they thrive. And I'm, I'm glad that they're going back to being heels because I say all the time, I think they are just better as heels and not really sold on this idea of Bucks camp thing, but I am very much sold on them being heels again. Yeah, you saying this, I think that's the most fitting thing is this is how they came up. Like coming into the New Japan stuff, there was a lot of people that didn't like them. They don't like their matches. They're never like their match styles. And the the way that the Young Bucks have always came up and came out on, on top is against adversity. Like they had the TNA thing back in the day where they tried to hold them down. They were a tag team on the indie scene and kind of in the world where it was just like, People didn't believe in them. They're calling them fake rockers. They hate the super kicks and all this. But through that is where they rose through with the Phoenix and they came through and became champions and became the talking point of pro wrestling and AEW was created. I think it's kind of to that situation again. They have the stuff with Punk. They've been gone. There's backstage stuff kind of marring surrounding their, their situations. And they just need to come and show you guys well, we're the baddest fucking tag team in the world, and it doesn't matter what any of that does. We take what you guys say, we take your criticism, and turn it into gold, and I think that's what's going to happen again. Yeah, just get back fucking to Young Bucks. Fire. Get back to having the fire matches. That's what I've been that's wanting it. for the longest. Just get back to having the fire matches. It's not that complicated. That's why I'm like, it's a, it's a, there's wrestlers that, like, regardless of the situation, they'll easily come back. Like, we've been talking about Ricky Starks recently and, like, how – we thought he was going to be in a different position. You give Ricky Starks the mic, want two uh, dynamites in a row, and he's right back to where he needs to be. The Young Bucks are exactly that same way. There's people that are going to be down on him. People are going to be in this position. Put him in a match right now on uh, tonight on Collision or on Wednesday on Dynamite, and they're right back to where they would need to be. They'll never be on Collision for some reason. Yeah, I really get that. But uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah, I thought uh, I thought Dynamite was very strong. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a lot of things to like about it. Um, I know some people will be down on the idea of, of doing a big multi-women match, um, but I feel like this is still the most optimistic I've been about AEW's women's division in a long time. Um, like the fact that you not just had all these women on, on TV, but you have so many stories that are going at the same time. You got the Statlander and Stokely stuff that's happening. Um, you've got the... Um, outcast stuff that's happening mm-hmm. with Soraya and Ruby. Um, I, I thought they gave us a very soap opera-esque um, <laughs> development to this week, and I laughed very hard at it. Uh, 
Silly. Uh, it was very, very silly. But I think that this is what the women's division needed. Even if it's hokey or corny, just give the women stories. stories. Give mm -hmm. them things that is going to give the fans something to attach to. And I think the fans are attaching to it. This is this is more interesting than anything else the uh, outcasts have been doing. Yep. Yeah, fans, we've seen it multiple times in AEW. If you give them stories, they're going to care about it. They care about Tony Storm so much more because there's so much more surrounding her character. She isn't just a great wrestler. Now, we do love just great wrestlers, but I think that's a stigma that's been put on to this fan base. Uh, they only care about matches. They don't care about stories. No, we care about matches and stories together. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Cool hand getting the cake in his face and, and, and then yelling off in the distance. That's not what it looks like, Booby. That's not what it looks like. <laughs> Hilarious. And then proceeding to wrestle in the main event with the cake still in his hair and his face. Yeah. Very, very funny. Dedication. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the Julian Sky stuff is still going on. Uh, you got, um, you got Deanna now and Deanna's debuting tonight, taking on Red Velvet. Ooh, that's going to be fire. I thought that segment was was good. I thought mm -hmm. um, I thought the the setup for that was good, and I, I think the match is going to be hot. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's a lot of stuff with the women that's good. The, Tony yeah. Storm, of course, one of the hottest mm -hmm. characters on the show. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that segment was also very funny. Um, Mariah kept asking, "Happy day? Did you watch my match?" No, no, mm -hmm. no. I was very busy. Here, take this chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the screener of your match, but not all of it. <laughs> yeah, using using the term screener as well. All very very funny, man. Um, and then at the end where she was like, yeah, line. And then she gives her a line and she was like, what are you trying to, you're trying to steal my lines now? <laughs> it, it very much felt like, um, uh, the episode of Simpsons where, uh, Lisa went to learn tap dancing and she went to learn it from little Vicky and little Vicky was like, you're not going to upstage me. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it was like. Give me my line. Wait, why are you saying my line? <laughs> Yeah, I think um, just like continuously tell more stories. And then if you watch Ring of Honor too, they're telling like three or four women's stories over there. It's like, okay, yeah. I think they're making an effort. There's of course there always needs to be more, but this is a good sign. We still got Mercedes lingering. We got uh Jamie Hayter still kind of lingering out there. Uh Britt Baker still kind of uh, hanging out. Like I think there's a lot moving forward that is gonna be good for the women's division. And this is great. This match tonight, I'm very excited about. Deona and Red Velvet, I think, is going to bang. What a way for Deona to establish herself on this roster. Yeah. Um, I think Red has been really good since she's come back. Um, so I'm really excited to see this. We mm -hmm. got the Serena Deeb. Um, Serena Deeb. Well. Forgot about Deeb. Yeah. And that's the match. Book yeah. the match. Deeb versus Deanna. I mm -hmm. want to see that match. Um yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff to be excited about with the women's division right now. They might be a team, though. Every time I hear those two names together, I'm always like, they might need to be a team, though. Because who can stop Deanna and, and Serena Deeb? If Deeb is going to make a crew like everybody always talking about, like them two as the leaders, fire. But, I, yeah, I, I do also want to see the match, though. I want the match first. And, I mean, I, I do think it makes sense for them to team up as well. Uh, but give us the match, man. Yeah, give us the match. Um, yeah, a lot of um, a lot of good stuff this week with the women. I think mm -hmm. uh, making this making a point to give Sheeta a highlight match in um, Daily's place makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. based on what she means to the company. Um, yep. That's where she lost the belt to to Britt Baker as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it makes a lot of sense to give her that moment. 
Um, and then, like I said, giving all the women the moment. I know people frown on multi-women matches just because of the stigma from like the Divas era and yeah. some other stuff. But I thought that this was a good match. I, I don't know. I thought it was a good way to showcase the women. I thought it was a good way to give Anna a spot on here as well um, and and give her and Preston the you know, the, the Brody highlights as well. I thought that was good as well. Um, yeah, it was a lot to like about the homecoming episodes. I had no real complaints about it. Yeah, I think that, uh, like I said, with the energy and how the crowd was reacting and made it a great show. The big homie, of course, uh, had the main event against Sting. I thought that was cool. Being able to interact with some wrestling legends like that. It always seems super surreal because, like, this is, like, my friend. Like, I talked to him. Before he came to the company, it was just like, it'd be cool to be on TV. And then it's, like, a bunch of, like, it'd be cool to do this. It'd be cool to do that when he first debuted alongside Moxley. It's like, damn, that's crazy. And now he's wrestling with sting and being chopped not so hard by rick flair it's like yo what a crazy position to be in yeah uh yeah i thought the main event was great um uh that spot did look very scary glad the hops is okay um but yeah i thought they had some in venom spots in there having uh doing a swing spot with darby where they oh my god and through him, um looked hella dangerous but i expect nothing less from darby because darby does not care about his body yeah um, i hate that they try to do that 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 thing that they do when AEW does a wall spot. Look at AEW, blah, blah, blah. But Darby Allen always does this. It's not a big fucking surprise. Like, of course, he's going to do something that's dangerous. That's what he does. Darby style of wrestling. He's been Mm -hmm. doing this for about four years now. Like, over four years. But he's been doing it for four years on TV. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I thought the main event was great. Like I said, I thought the main event last night was good. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Good good week for the Dark Order, guys. I thought they, they shined on both shows. Uh, the uh, Roderick Strong and Brian Keith match also was really awesome. For the amount of time that they got, I'm like, yo, yeah. this was some good, some good wrestling. Good week for AEW back at Daly's place. I think like that is so important to their history, and to come back and shine like this again is great. They made some announcements. Uh, Tony Khan said they're going to bring back Collision. Um, there's been some talks about what's going to happen in the future, and I think Daly's place being around daily's place being some kind of thing with what happens in 2024 i think it's cool they got to come back with how how that energy was this week i think like they showed that yes we're your home and we want to see more of you (laughs) yeah yeah um also got big huge taking on eddie kingston that was another good match Mm -hmm. um huge continues to be one of my favorite wrestlers on tv yeah he's Um, really really good heel and on top of that he's great in ring um cannot say enough about how great eddie kingston is mm-hmm. yeah i thought that every everybody wrestled really well the crowd was hot the angles were good like a good week of wrestling for sure um we got a couple more super chats before we get out of here ricardo the snowman says deaf rebel butchering rebel heart is a war crime yeah yikes <laughs> so bad oh and then shanika going along what's up shanika thank you for uh submitting this i wanted to say hello was there at dailies on wednesday it was a fun time Cold for Florida, but fun. Was surprised Darby wasn't launched into orbit. <laughs> yeah, see, Shanika, when I'm from California, so I can't say I have to be like cold for California. Like, so I feel you because sometimes I want to complain about how cold it is, but then like my friend lives in Chicago, my other friend lives in Denver, Colorado. It's like it's hard to complain when it's like, oh, like I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what negative is. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Shout out to Shanika for uh, submitting that. Y'all are all cool. That's all of our super chats for today. 
check and see if we have any more humper chats. Mm-hmm. We're probably ready to get up out of here. Yep. We got uh, uh, we got a few more. We got one from Notorious. It uh, what's good, Reg and Phil? Long time, first time. Uh, shout out three one three. Uh, so if Cody doesn't finish the story at Mania, uh, what does he? Who does he face? Is it Orton? Cause he's pretty over as a face right now, and you have to turn him soon. By the way, this snow is trash. Um, <laughs> shout yeah, out to I, the D. Yeah, um, I think story wise, Orton makes a lot of sense, but yeah. I've kind of convinced myself that if it's not if it's not Orton or if it's not Roman, I kind of want the AJ match. Um, he hasn't wrestled AJ. Um, they've always kind of missed each other everywhere they go. When when he was at ROH, AJ was already gone. When he went to New Japan, AJ was already gone. Uh, and they have ties like and a son of a bitch. Several, several yeah. ties. AJ mm-hmm. is a heel now. Yeah, um, yeah I kind of if, if it's not okay. Roman or Orton, I want the AJ match. Okay, I'm not mad at that. That match would bang too. It's just like so unfortunate for Cody. Like I talked all this shit, but I almost like hope that he gets the match with Roman because damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it kind of has to be the Roman match. But shit. again, if Rock is there, I you know where. If the is. Rock is there, you have to give it to the Rock. Come on. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I am Team AJ Cody. Uh, I like it. Uh, I think you duped your humper chat here because I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, you duped it. Uh, see from Nelson Muntz. Uh, did you listen to DJ Who Kid talk about CM Punk and the back fight backstage? Uh, seems like Samoa Joe was a real pro and not CM Punk. Um, but see, this leads into um, just the tone of Joe's promo. Um, why it seems like they were trying to reward Joe because Joe. Um, came out like a leader here. Um, yeah, doesn't surprise me. Um, there were a few things about it that were funny. Of course, him saying the Hawaiian guy, he came in, he was yelling, the Hawaiian guy, whoever the Hawaiian guy's name is, I don't know his name. Um, and that uh, absolutely sounds like DJ Who Kid because I've, mm-hmm. I've listened to him talk on tons of things and I've been in a room with him and I've seen how he talks. <laughs> exactly sounds like him. Um, and then when he was just like, yeah, it was intense. And then Tony was just like, Man, get the fuck out there. <laughs> 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 that is that is definitely the quote from it. Um, get out, get the fuck out there and wrestle. Mm-hmm. Really funny. Um, Respect. Yeah, you know, no, I thought it was like funny, but also like no more, you guys. CM Punk's gone, dude. We don't need to hear yeah, I'm, any I'm, more stories from this. Yeah, I'm very much ready to move on from Brawl Out and – um, the the incident at all in. I'm just ready to move on from all this stuff. Like it's over with. He got his comeuppance. He got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just ready for it to for people to move on. Of course, people are going to continue to overanalyze this stuff uh, to the end of time. We're we're going to continue to hear stories about it. It's one of those things where we're probably going to hear shoot interviews about it like four or five years ago from somebody that was in totally. the room that we didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even when you think about that's what kind of led to the Jericho controversy stuff is people were still debating the punk stuff. Right. We were still debating, oh, I was in a room. I saw it. I didn't sign the NDA. And it's just like, why are we still talking about this? Just move on. <laughs> Let's move on. We don't <laughs> need especially it. Especially not on Christmas. Why the hell were you up on Christmas morning talking about? Uh, Worst time to be talking about it, too. Yeah, no. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm very much ready to move on. He's, he's somewhere else. The Bucks are back on TV. 
Um, it's over. Hangman's still cooking. Move on. Hopefully, they've got plans for Jack coming back soon. I don't know where they're going with that, but yeah, it's over. <laughs> it is over. It's over. Uh, it's our last super chat. Um, appreciate you guys as always for sending in your humper chats and your super chats. Appreciate you guys for adding to the conversation on this Saturday with us. Um, yeah, we have a long night of wrestling ahead of us. Um, <laughs> uh, if you are trying to keep up with a lot of things, a lot of good wrestling ahead. Um, I think we have one more super chat that just popped up in the corner of my eye. Oh, I see it. Uh, our friend D'Lo Diggs finishes out the day by saying, Pete Dunn is back, baby. Yeah, very much excited about that. I thought the vignettes that they did for SmackDown were good. Uh, I thought that that vignette was very, very good. It came off very natural. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad to see Tyler Bate is finally moving up. He's one of those guys that they kept down there for way too long. In it's my been opinion. a long time. Holy shit. But I'm glad he came up and you can still do the uh, British Strong Style stuff with uh, Pete. I'm glad that we're getting some teases that he's going to go back to his name because I refuse to keep calling this guy Butch. His name is Pete Dunn. I um, never called him Butch. But I don't know if people also caught this. There was a tease for William Regal in there as well. Ah, aha. Uh -huh. I didn't catch that. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very much happy that we're possibly getting Pete Dunn back. Long overdue. That is his name. His name is not Butch. Mm -hmm. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, but, yeah. And, I mean, I also think that that means probably the end for Brawling Brutes. Um, we yeah. haven't seen Seamus on TV for a while. It seems like they're kind of, you know, putting attack in and moving on from his tag team with Ridge and moving him on to uh, a team with Tyler Bate. So maybe the end of Brawling Brutes. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, Zeno Hour says, yep, he thinks Rigo will manage them. Mm. That would be very interesting if Rigo is managing them. I don't know how that looks, but huh interesting that'd be really uh, i mean that's the way to bring him back to tv i guess could bring in a son too yeah um that is very interesting to think about and then to your point to bring in a son you're doing the british strong style stuff he just went and wrestled in japan yeah yeah some I, dots I, can be connected yeah, you could be. That could be a way to bring them back together. I, you can tell they've been trying to figure out a way to put Regal back on TV for a minute. It's just finishing out the rest of his uh, uh, non-compete. So mm -hmm. I don't know. And you've also got ALP and Ellering back. Um, weird time in wrestling. <laughs> so, so much weird. stuff happening at once. <laughs> <laughs> so um, much happening every day. Yeah, but yeah, appreciate you guys as always. You know what it is. We will be back next Saturday, same yep. time. Um, this has been Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay, Righteous Reg. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 